What's up, what's up, what's up? It's just Wednesday, November the 1st, the official start of cuffing season. And we are coming to you live from WODU on the beautiful campus of Old Dominion University. I'm in the studio with Miss Nikki Curry, who's so swinging her, her fall ponytail. <laughs> About to break her neck. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm joined with the beautiful Miss Paula B. Hey. Patricia Roundtree. Hey, y'all. We are the official Let's Talk Fashion crew. Yeah. We're going to discuss a few of our things that we may have coming up for you, um, 2017, 2018. And also our new member of the crew, we have our sound engineer, Mr. Kavon Robinson, giving up for Kavon. How how are you ladies doing? How's everybody doing? We're doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good, actually. I just ran up in here, didn't I? I know. I was like, run, Forrest, run. That's exactly what I was doing, talking about some face beasts, sweating like I'm crazy. I thought your face was big. It looked really nice. What was the traffic? Uh, yeah, it's the train. She said the and train. Something must be going on right here at the. Oh, at the convocation. Yeah. Do you know what it is? What's happening at the convocation center? Oh, oh where it's homecoming. It's home. He says. Yeah, home. it's homecoming, but I'm not really sure what's happening tonight. Because it was great traffic. It was a lot of traffic, and people was at the ticket window. So something's happening out there. There's Who's coming? Is there a concert coming this this weekend? Um, I just know a lot of people were there earlier because they were selling basketball tickets. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. What's okay. going on with you, Mr. Strayhorn? I am. What am I doing? I'm always doing a million and one things. Yeah. You're such a busy guy. We can't even keep up with you, can we? Mm-mm. It's like your people have to call our people because yes, we can't, yes, can't yes, keep yes, up yes. with you. Let's keep it that way. Yes. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, it's, just, it's been a busy week. School started back for me um, this week. And working on that, working on the show, of course, um, in the holidays. I reconnected with some friends over the weekend. Um, so we're playing a guy's trip. Awesome. Um, oh. For, for next year. So I've been working on, looking for some ideas for that as well. That's nice. When yeah. are y'all trying to go? What month? Um, either Memorial Day weekend or 4th of July weekend. Okay. okay. Why don't you go fishing? That's a nice twinkle. <laughs> really? Did you just say that? She <laughs> said, so I owe you. Let me write that down. So I owe you one. <laughs> uh, one for Paula, zero for Will. We'll, we'll see how that ends tonight. <laughs> yes. Go fishing. Yes. But we want to send our yes. our um, deep prayers to the people in New York City. Yes, for we yesterday, do. I didn't the really event. Read into that. What happened? Yeah, there was a. I don't know where he was from, but he was foreign. He entered the country uh-huh. legally, mm-hmm. but somehow got tied up into the ISIS situation, oh. and he rented a vehicle. I think from Home Depot, a truck, oh. and he basically went down wow. a bicycle path. Yes, and plowed the people. Plowed the people. I think eight people eight in total. People were, been, I think eight people. Got killed. Yes. Yeah, eleven people injured. injured. And then he ended. I think it ended when he plowed into a school bus. Oh, wow. wow, that's yeah. so crazy. That is so people crazy. Are what? Yeah, they're losing their mind. People just riding their bike, going exercising, trying to lose weight like me. You know, get healthy. Yeah. Get I mean, you, and all so, of a sudden, you can't even go outside. You can't even go to the movies. It's just so mm-hmm. nerve wracking because mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate. People get these, watch these things that brainwash them, and then they go out and just kill people because they think that they're some, I don't know what they're thinking. Do but you think social media has a lot to do with that? Yeah, absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, when it was not as much social media, you didn't see as much random killing of people going out. But then again, it. I don't know if, if we if it didn't happen or if we just didn't see it because we didn't have right. social see, media. Yeah, that might be right, too. And they wasn't putting it out there yeah. much because now the people are the media. Mm-hmm. We are the media. Every, you're, right. Everybody's a journalist. Yeah. If right. you have a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. You're capturing so what the is, So my thing of it is, is that what is the point of killing people and then killing yourself 
Well, he's not dead, I don't think. No, he's oh, not I'm dead. Not. Yeah. But I'm just saying, when they do do that, like when they go do these People are willing to die quit. for their cause. And I think in certain places to die as a martyr is is like, like admirable. That's Yeah, yeah you're, you're really respected for You've doing that. something, yeah. And okay. I think they take care of your family for... <laughs> Wow. For doing that, I know. I think that I think the family does. They do receive money. Mm-hmm. It'll make more sense, that. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Literally, does. Just, you got this look on your face, like because it's just crazy. I mean, yeah. that you can get let somebody get in your mind like that. Mm-hmm. That's just a thing. So that lets me know that these people that let these people get in their mind and watch that crap on YouTube or whatever they're watching to brainwash them to make you really think that. I'm going to go out and kill these people for this cause. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it just it just makes me think that there's a lot of weak-minded people out there because what you're saying in essence is that you just really want to hurt somebody. And not even that. So many people who hate us, who hate yeah. the United States of yeah. America. Because someone told them to. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because of what they were watching. They probably never had an experience with with someone in the United States uh, United States of America, but because this is what they're told, mm-hmm. you know, they just get all into it. Yeah, I agree. I That's just crazy. So think about, like, in Vegas, because they're saying they're trying to tie that to terrorism as well. Think about that. People who just went out to enjoy a nice concert, a concert. did not make it home. Yes. Do you, has that affected your behavior when you go to places? Oh, yeah. yes. I, I know, you know. My, my mom and dad, they were like, they refused to go to like large crowds, yeah. open yeah. places yeah. like that. I'm like, I always on high alert. Even if, honestly, even in church, I'm paranoid. Wow. Because you just never know. You know, it's. Oh, yeah, because the guy went in there, yeah, it's participated, or it was. And then shot people. Right. So you just never know who was having that moment or who came in there because they didn't get what they came for mm-hmm. and killing people, you know? So I'm, I've really been like kicking it at home. Like, I'm good on anything that's not that important. So is isn't that giving them the power, though? Because that's what I was watching it, watching CNN. Yeah. That is really giving them the power over our life, so that is letting them win. But because we don't know who's who, these mm-hmm. are like random people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just Normal an everyday Joe. You know what I mean? Just walking up and just doing something notorious like that. So, I mean, do we all stay in the house and let them have control over everything? Or do we fight and take our rights back? I don't, know, I don't. I don't. I know, but for me, I'm just gonna chill out for a little. You're gonna time. chill out. I'm gonna chill. What do you do? <laughs> I'm going to the gun range and I'm gonna purchase me a gun. That's what I. That's what I want to do. So you can be quick on the draw. But you yes. can't. I mean, you, you don't know who you're shooting. Who you're shooting? Yeah. Well, By the time you find out, know. it might be too late. Huh? Oh, so you're just gonna start shooting? No, if you run up on me. <laughs> So I can run up on you. You don't know who I am. Pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ay, 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 Okay. I don't know. It's just. It's, it's a sad situation. No, it's very it's sad. A, it's a sad situation. It's hmm. terrible. That we're living in. Yeah. yeah. Where's well, the love? It's there. There are a lot of people giving it out. You know, you just have to know where to look for it. Yeah, I guess As a so. matter of fact, that's what this show is about. We're I talking know. about love and relationships. Yeah, we have um, Early Jackson, life coach. He's been on the show before. And then we have author T.L. Adams. She wrote a book it's called Get Rid of Your Stupid List, Seven Reasons You're <laughs> Successful and Still Single. I love so, that. Get rid of your stupid list. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's real good. So I can't mm. wait to see what she has to say about yeah. that. But, me? Okay. So, you're Sagittarius. I am. My birthday's next month. And both you and I, we're Taurus. Taurus. Okay, so our research, the Zodiacs and the love compatibility and all that. Okay. Like so, our love language. 
No, not, not really. I don't even know my love language. I haven't even finished the book. I bought the book, started I haven't. I have a whole bunch. I, I really rarely finish a book now that I think about it. You kind of skip. That's not good. I skim. The only book I really finished reading was the Steve Harvey book. Um, Which one? The, 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 the think like a success, act like a success. Okay. And then jump, I got halfway in the side. I heard that book was the worst. Was it? Sorry. It didn't hold my attention like it did. Yeah. It didn't hold said, my attention. I'm going to check it out. You liked it? I liked like the Steve Harvey book. Both of you, you talking about jump? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Have you lost respect for Steve Harvey since he went and sat down with Trump? Because people saying a lot of his ratings. His, the show out. ratings, have, we were going to talk about that, they've plummeted. Okay. So they put him in the in the train with... Um, Tina Campbell, yeah. Chris at Michelle, yeah. who we're going to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Their ticket sales were the worst. Yeah, that's no. why she well, she had to cancel her tour yeah, because she, to. she didn't have. So, you know, do you think do you do you think they're because of that incident? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, think yeah. Steve Harvey's because of that? Yeah. yeah. So we have the power to shut you down, is we what do. you're saying. Yeah. We definitely do. I mean, but I think that he went. First, he, wasn't, he said he wasn't going to go. Uh-huh. He said he was not going to go. Then he had a change of heart because he went for just to hear what he had to say for the people just you just to see where he was coming from so but i think in that decision it 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 was a bad decision as far as far as the public's eye is concerned you don't think he did none of that as far as business-wise for himself because steve harvey has been climbing the ladder Mm -hmm. yeah but i don't think he's gonna get in bed with trump like that not in bed but just that publicity alone i think so I don't think he's a a Trump supporter, per se. No. But I thought he was like, oh, who, me? Do you know what this can do for my, yeah. And then think, then really, really, really think about it. Everybody don't get invited to shake hands with the president, regardless of who the president is. I mean, if he invited me, I was, I wouldn't go. And I I love taking pictures. Now, I took, (laughs) I was, uh, when, I went to this very nice political event this weekend. Oh, my God. And met Ed Holder. It mm-hmm. was an it was an amazing event. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the first time I got a chance to look at watch the Secret Service do their little thing. Wow. It was yes, it was so impressive. So yes, absolutely. But if Donald Trump called and said, Paula B, I want you to come to the White House to um, talk. sit down and talk, and you would say no, no, thank you. Absolutely not. Oh. I would say no. And like, who am I? I'm nobody. But I would say no. Mm. On the grounds you don't you don't believe what he. Yeah, right, for what he stands for. All the shenanigans, all that stuff, no. What about he wanted to pay positive reality to come and host something? Yeah, I wouldn't care. I'm not going. What about the opportunity to tell him what you actually think about him face-to-face? That's priceless, right? Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm still not going to (laughs) go. I don't think that I'm going to go. Nikki, would you be the publicist? For the White House, for for Trump's campaign? No. <laughs> would you would work? You, but your communication, that, that would be uh, an amazing first job. It would. It would be a job. No, it would. It would, but I don't think my morals could what, keep no, really? me. Mm. Well, how about you? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. You going? You would go. Uh-huh. Yeah. I go from nine to five, then I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> Do my work, get my check, get then I'll leave. Get them coins. Get them, get them coins. coins. Get yes. The coins. Yes. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. sure would. Yeah. But okay, back to this. So Sagittarius, yes. here we go. Yes. Listen, I don't believe half of it. Sagittarius, you are bright, optimistic, open-minded, and friendly. As a lover, you are well the same. Sagittarius is the epitome of what you see is what you get. So your lovers can be sure that there are no nasty surprises waiting for them as the relationship develops. <laughs> if you were going to place a Lonely Hearts ad, you wouldn't bother with the looks status or wealth of a potential partner foolish yes. while the good old 
GSH or the good sense of humor requirement would probably go into your text. Your overriding requirement would be sincerity. You want that the most. Since you place a higher value on honesty and sincerity than almost any other zodiac sign, compatibility for you revolves around the openness and heart on your sleeve approach. You are totally honest with others <coughs> and you expect <laughs> nothing less in return. The only problem with honesty, of course, is that it is not always pretty. Although your adventurous spirit is attractive, however, it can also potentially be a relationship issue. Your need for freedom, okay, and independence is such that you're not always in a hurry to commit. You may have every honest intention of staying with your partner indefinitely, but you don't want to want to sign on the dotted line right away. Some signs, though, will interpret this as flightiness or aloofness. So Sagittarius compatibility with signs which are big on possessiveness can suffer. How true is all of that? All of it is true. All of it is true? Every last bit of it. Really? That's how I am. You know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sometimes too blunt to a fault. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it doesn't matter your status. With, that's true. I mean, so look, status? Look, what? none of that matters. You know, as long as that you are genuine and sweet and have a, a beautiful, loving heart. Mm. Uh, because you're going to look beautiful to me once your personality comes out. That's what I really look for. I mean, I, I, like, the, I like eye candy. I'm not going to lie. But it really doesn't matter to me what you look like, what your size is. As long as you're an amazing person. That's, that's just how I, I've always been that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, all of our looks are going to fade. Of course. You yes. know, so I've always said that. So I've, I've always been that type of person. I'm the type of person, I, I we have to live in a, if I'm in love with you, we can live in a, a, a shack, a, shack um, a tent. I, I'm going to I'm gonna live with you. Bless your heart. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. But that gets me in trouble, though. Right. That gets yeah, me, that puts me on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. That I'm puts me you. on a struggle bus a lot. Yeah. Okay. Because my love gets taken advantage of. Yeah. But what we got? We're, we're Taurus. Okay, yeah. so here's us. As tar- is it Taurian or Taurinian? What is it? Do you Taurus? know? As Taurus, I'll just say that. Yeah, I'll say you that. are patient, kind, warm hearted, and exceptionally loyal and faithful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A true salt of the earth type. You love to love. I do love That's that. True. But emotionally, stability is crucial for your happiness. Mm-hmm. Not one to fall in love at the drop of a hat. You take your time in starting a relationship. Savoring the courtship, that's me, and the anticipation even before you actually get together. You don't rush your decisions, so when you do decide to hook up with a partner, they can be sure that you thought through your feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you're pretty certain of your Taurus compatibility with them. Let me see. Blah, 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 blah. Once in a relationship, the lucky lover of a Taurus will enjoy lots of sensuality and affection. Mm-hmm. and will be showered with gifts and treats, yes. You do like to spoil your partners, even yes. when you're when you really can't afford to. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Nikki, oh, that's are you true. a Taurus? Uh-uh. No, my ex is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because she's doing a whole lot of. Oh, cream. here we go. This part was true too. Um, not too many other signs can match your appetite in the bedroom, but matching your appetite for the good life is also important. You love the finer things in life, so this will be a relationship founded in luxury and comfort. That's very true. And what is the biggest threat to a Taurus compatibility in the relationship is jealousy. Closely followed by is snarky cousin possessiveness. When you love, you don't just love, you possess. You own. You demand total fidelity. That's me, unfortunately. Which is actually quite reasonable, considering that what you're giving in mm-hmm. return. Yeah. 
you will find your lover flirting with when, if you find your lover flirting with someone else or spending too much time with family, your resentful nature will kick in long before anyone can wave the proverbial <laughs> red flag to the bull. Oh my god, <laughs> a lot of that's true, true for no, me. It's a lot of that's true for me. A too. Lot of tr- I'm I, very I don't loyal. think, yeah. Um, I'm I, don't, I don't think I mind you spending time with your family. Yeah, I'm not real big on. I don't care about that. I encourage it actually. Mm-hmm. I'm a big get everybody together, go see yeah, your family, yeah. go do that, go I'm see really your grandma. Family oriented. Yeah, so I, that's not really me. But that um, love part, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Spoil your mate is yeah, bad. It's yeah. like a gift and a curse. Yeah, you want to spoil them to curse. make them happy, yes. but then you give them too much and they're not giving enough, and then you that thing come out because they don't know how to be. <clears throat> gentle with your love they don't know how to take care of it you know what i mean when you love hard like that because yes. i love hard i want you to take care of it i want you to be mm-hmm. gentle with it you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. and when you're not that means that you you're a thief to me you're like yeah. a thief you're, you're stealing, not, something, you're stealing from something from me yeah and you i'm a very it. passionate person mm-hmm. i'm a touchy feely passionate mm-hmm. cuddle hug all that stuff yeah, me too person. really yes, yes. Okay. i love to kiss that's my favorite thing to do. really oh my god People yes still kiss I will, yes, I love to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you are you like the old fashioned bring me flowers and stuff type person? No, I mean I have learned that I used to be like that, uh-huh. but now if I want flowers, I, anything I want, I'll get myself. You know, okay. I don't need anybody to do those things for me. I have learned to do those things for myself. I, I mean, I love presents, absolutely, mm-hmm. but I'm at the place where if you want to do something for me, you're going to do it. If you don't, I'm cool with it. I can do it myself. But isn't that like letting them win again? Because men are supposed to do them things, right? No, they're not supposed to do anything. Because my daddy always said, if you want something to get it yourself, you will, I will want you to do it for me. Because just like I, I want to do things for you. But if you don't want to do it, I'm cool with it. But that, ain't that what the, the question of the passionate or what a man is supposed to spoil the wife and make her feel like the queen and everything? Don't Isn't that like taking that away from us? What you think? Yeah. Chivalry's dead sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah, chivalry okay. is dead. It shouldn't be dead though. Right. It shouldn't I mean, be. I wasn't it, even it taught should, chivalry. It shouldn't be. I'm sorry? I wasn't even taught that. So What? Chivalry. 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 The opening the door type stuff. I, I mean I saw it on TV, so I did it most of the time. Mm-hmm. But like I have said a couple of times, like the opening the door. And then just I'm looking to the way and what's wrong. <laughs> <He's> so crazy. <laughs> I mean, You're not I, coming? I, mean, I like all those things. You know, you open the door for me and, and all of that stuff. Mm. But if you don't I have the door has to get open. So if yes. I have to open it, but do you I'm have an attitude? It. No, yes. I don't have an attitude. Yes. Really? You have an attitude. Yeah. And do. Yes. And do. Why? You better open that door all the but way. But you're there. a woman. You can do it for yourself. You <laughs> no, 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 no. I shouldn't be touching no, no. doorknob. Exactly. Or she no gas handles. None of that. Okay, but when I when when the king speaks, you don't talk to me that way. I pay my own bills and all this kind no, of I stuff. Don't right? say that yeah. You don't say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can pay my own bills, but if you yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying things have changed. I'm Women confused. are a lot more independent. You know, they don't. That's another reason, right? Things, <laughs> that's why chivalry. Th- right, things have changed, but men yeah. have made us change. They right. made us right. be more self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, understand what I'm saying? They made us that way. And um, when a woman gets her zeal back, mm-hmm. when she gets herself back, watch out. That's all I can say. That's all you can say. That's all I can say. I'm pretty sure a lot of women can say. Absolutely. I'm glad that's all you can say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand him. So, okay, so I saw this on a group I'm in on Facebook. 
Cardi B, you know, this is her season. Everybody goes through yeah. her season, but this is her season. You know, she just got proposed to people saying oh, that, yes, to that the guy did it because, you know, she's on the, on the come up. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, must be, you know, a reason for why he did it. Or he must have some type of an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she just got offered to also have her wedding tele- televised, yes. just like mm-hmm. Gucci Mane did. Mm-hmm. But um, now she's being presented with the Spirit of Detroit Award. So people are like, you know, she's not known for really doing anything great. You know, she was a stripper. And, you know, most of her songs, she... You know, sucking this or eating that or you know something like this. Yeah. So, what 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 do you think? Do you think this new standard for honoring awesomeness? Do you think she's deserving of that? Representing a uh, a city? Do you believe her passion I mean, should dictate? They, what did they say she did to um, get the award? To get the award to represent the city. The well, it has to be something friend. good that she's done. You think it? What? Well, was it the mayor? No. <laughs> 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 Let's see. <laughs> That's what I'm okay, saying. So what is she spirit done? of Detroit Award? And I, I, I just really feel like I'm not a Cardi B fan, but I listen. I have heard the song. But why are we awarding people for putting certain stuff out? Like the song is catchy, it's nice, but what are we awarding her for? What yeah, is she what, what does she get for? an award for? We're gonna see. I don't understand. I can't I even get an award. Well, I just got nominated for another award. You got Achi Woman of the Year. Yes, I got Woman of the Year, and I just got nominated for... And I cannot wait to see what you're going to have on Sunday, because, again, Sunday, this coming up Sunday, is the Achi Award yes, for 2017. I'm going to look and gorgeous. Yeah, I know you are. Absolutely. I'm excited Stunning. about seeing you there. Well, I'm not going. All right, then, so let's see. <laughs> so, what, what are you saying? I'm, we don't know. I don't... I don't have I a very poor internet service in here, so I don't. Okay. I can't pull up why she has it, but the fact that the, the city of Detroit is going to put her face with the award for representing the city. Do you think that? Yeah, huh? yeah. I looked it up too. She, is, she's is she from, from she's from the Bronx, yeah, and it seems like the internet is confused as to why Detroit is yeah, Detroit see, is giving it to her. So what does it say? What it's saying like Detroit? this head this headline says for some reason city council <laughs> gave Cardi B the spirit of Detroit award and right, then there's other not, ones that say it's controversy. Yeah, there's no. It's very controversial. Right, there's no. There's no rhyme reason. reason. I'm about to say for her to get it. They said it raises questions. <laughs> right, so that's what I'm asking. Is Detroit need some publicity, some extra money or something? We don't. You oh, you're from Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, she's from Detroit. Detroit. Oh, look you at her. Okay, that's why I'm like, what is Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's why I was, I didn't it's always a method behind the madness, but, you know, that don't that's make a reason it. for it. Right. Yeah, it is. Right. So I just got nominated for the 2017 uh, Women's Triumph, Triumph you got a Award. Yes, yeah, so, so I'm really excited about it. Congratulations. Well, you're deserving of it, Very. right? I'm Based hoping. upon your path. Unless maybe... Has she changed her life? I'm trying to figure out. Maybe she started somewhere and she's developed. Maybe that's what they're saying. Ooh, Cardi. Right here? Mm-hmm. That ring is everything. Have you seen yeah, it? I heard that ring was amazing. I think I seen it. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess. We'll keep your updated on that. All right. I don't know. I want to talk about kind of space into it, though. Go ahead. Bring it up. Bring it okay, up. Okay, so um, I was watching Good Morning America. Good morning. And, you know, Our favorite show? T- which is my ultimate favorite show as well. Um, you know, they're talking about everybody, all the sexual harassment with the, what's his, wine, what's Weinstein, his, Weinstein, Weinstein, and all these other people coming up. So then they had this story about Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. which has always been rumored that he was gay, um, but he's really? very quiet. Yeah, he's very quiet about his um, sexuality. Mm. Well, this, what was the guy's name? The actor. 
uh, this 14 year old it was the 14 year old boy i guess they were at a party and he was drinking the 14 year old um, no kevin oh, okay. he was drinking and he picked the little boy up brought him in a room laid on the bed threw the little boy on top of him and was doing whatever mm. so like you said 26 years later 26 week, years okay. yeah he came out and told the story mm -hmm. so kevin said he did not remember all of this taking place. However, if he did, he apologized to him and making him feel, you know, a certain way because that was not his intent. Um, he also said that he, you know, dated men and women, mm. but now he has decided, decided to live his life as a gay man. Okay. Which we already knew. Yeah. Mm. So that's that. Now I know that, that so House of Cards, they canceled the show. Oh, that no. is Kevin Spacey. Yeah, they, they canceled that. Yeah. So, do you think that he decided to come out as a gay man now, just to quiet what he did on to the fourteen-year-old boy, or he just wants to just come out the closet? Well, the timing has alluded to the fact that you know it's, it's maybe a distraction. It sounds like a PR mm -hmm. move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it sounds. Is like. that what you would advise, Miss PR? Come clean. Come clean. Yeah. yeah. That's what you would told me. But what, <laughs> but what I want to know, why is it so why is it so important to the American public about other people's sexuality? sexuality. I don't know. Why is it that the business? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> but why is it so everybody's so excited and want to want to know what somebody's want to know is. or why is everybody coming out? No, I want to know why is it important to talk about other people's sexuality? Or care who or care who's doing who? Cause you're not getting, he's not giving you any paper, you're not getting any coins. I mean, you're you don't even know the guy. Have nothing to do with it, right? What, so why matter? is it important? Why do you I think? Why it's, I don't know why it's important. Why is it so? Important? I think the bigger question is why is why I don't know. Maybe it's a certain type of liberation. Why so many people are coming out? Because a lot of people are coming out nowadays. Yeah. Like yesterday, I was reading um, Janelle Monae. I didn't know Janelle Monae was. Um, I have to say, allegedly on the show, but allegedly gay. And they had the pictures of her and the girl from. Um, she was in. They had the pictures of them all hugged up and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, they said that she's talked about it on the radio show, about a bit uh, alluded to the fact that she's a, a really big supporter yeah. to, of the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. She was the girl that was in. Um, she's the light skinned girl that she was in for Colored Girls, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jamal Monet, distinctive. No, the girlfriend. Oh. Her name oh. is Tissy or T Tissy. She Which was in the movie play? too. Yeah. Which character did she play? She played. I don't know if they should say she played a sister. Hold on, I'm going to show you the picture. Janelle Monae's sister. But you know who's no. never said anything about their sexuality and everybody's Queen. So, Queen Latifah. She has not once said anything. But she hasn't She's came smart. out. But yeah, because it's nobody's business. Who cares? Right. And they ain't stopped It seems her. like as soon as you come out, you go to Al for some reason. You think so? You think so? I've, I've, other than Ellen. Ellen. Ellen's like the first person, Look but like Frank Ocean, he came out. We know who he is, but... Right. Like his career, and then what is the guy, the football player? Was it Sam? Somebody? Michael mm -hmm. Sam. Michael yeah, Sam. Well, he he did too much with the whole thing. Though. Yeah, you yeah. know. Well, how can you do too much? Well, he. It was like more of like a PR move. Yeah, it was like a PR too. move. Mm -hmm. Oh, you think he, so? Because I don't think he was all that good, you know. But who did he play for? For the people the Rams. that don't know, he was drafted by the Rams. Right. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. Rams. Michael Smith. And I can't even think of the other guy, the singer. Um, he's with the guy. What's his name? Um, he's a pop singer. Um. Sam Smith? No. Well, Sam Martin. Smith said he's gender fluid. That's the new term now. He's what gender fluid. What is that? That means you don't, you You're identify leaking? with... Whatever you want to? Yeah, oh. basically. Okay. Mm. 
Okay. Like, I never heard. I never heard of that. They got so many new terms that I have to. Because people just want to do what they want to do, and they can call themselves whatever they want to call themselves because it's their life. So I figure, I ain't got to be gay. I can be gender fluid, or I just be whatever I want to be when I want to mm-hmm. be it at that moment. Is that fair? I don't know. I mean, I think it's. Fair I don't pay that much attention to other people's business. Right. Really I'm too much going on in my own life. <laughs> yes. they, wonder, they wonder if you're ginger, ginger fluid. fluid or <laughs> I mean, I just have too much going on. Right. It's you know, hey, I don't know what to say about it. I really don't have much to say because it don't mean I, I can't process it because I have stuff going on. Right. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. You're so interested in all these celebrities and what they're doing and mm-hmm. who's doing who. I have stuff. Are they interested in what I'm doing? I want you to be interested in what I'm doing. I mean, it's strange, and this is just something that popped in my mind, that you're so worried about what everybody else got going on, but when it's 110 degrees, you won't go knock on your neighbor's door and see if they are right. You know what I'm saying? exactly. You won't even look in on your neighbor, but you're worried about what everybody Everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. That's true. That's crazy. Get, Get it together, people. Okay. All right. Again, well, can you look up Janelle? Oh, you looked it up already? Janelle Monet. Girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend. Let's see what's popping. Mm. Who is the guy that sings Coca Cabana? That's the guy I'm trying to Coca think of. Coca Cabana. That's the name of the song? You think yeah. it's a chameleon? Coca Cabana. Yeah. Nikki, who's the guy that sings Coca Cabana? Is it Ricky Martin? No. no. It ain't Ricky Martin. Uh-uh. When I found out Ricky Martin was gay, I was a little hurt though. Because he was fine, so. You know, somewhere there, the third. Yeah, he all the way gay. And he just look as good as he wanted. Yes, he is a cutie patootie. Super fine. Mm-hmm. He is fine. Yes. And I just love Janelle Monet. I think her Me fashion too. sense is so. That you know her, her when you see her. Yes. She's she Very does. Barry Manilow. Manilow. Yes. He's gay? Yes. Oh. He just came out this year. Barry Manilow. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to keep an eye on her now that she's she's came out, right, Will? Mm-hmm. To well, see. She. I think people kind of already Okay, do. yeah, that's one picture. Of her and the girl? That's on her face, her Instagram? I can't see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. on Instagram. But there's a better picture of her up there if you keep going. Because that's the article. You remember her? Oh, her, yes, absolutely. Oh, there are other pictures of her. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say I do. I just oh, I oh that's just it. Can't get well, over it. You don't remember her? She played in what? She yeah, was in. This is a whole bunch. Yeah, for Color Girls, she was in the whole Veronica Mars the movie. Four mm-hmm. Color Girls. I don't um, think I even seen. She's been in a couple. What is her name? Tussie or Tissy or something? Something Thompson. Girls. Her last name is Thompson. Who else played in Four Color Girls? Felicia um, Rashad was Go- in that. Yeah, Whoopi yeah I have Go- really seen. Was her mother. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Um, is she the one that had the abortion? Yes, she's the one that had the abortion. Yeah, do you remember that? No, I didn't even see Four Color Girls. You didn't see it? Mm-hmm. Don't get on me. Oh, well, whatever you do, well, I can't say it on air. Yeah. Platform. Did y'all go see Boo 2? No, I did not. <laughs> whatever you do, though. <laughs> you did? I did. You did? Yeah. I heard it was great. Did it, you? It was cute, but... Did you go see it? <laughs> no, I did not. You want to take your boo to see Boo 2? I might catch it on red. But it's yeah. on red. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm actually, honestly, I'm not a big Medea fan. I think it's stupid to me. I'm not, You've never been a big. Uh, it don't make me laugh. Really. It don't make you laugh. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. I haven't been. I want to see that new movie with Idris. Third. Um, oh, in the girl on the mountain. Broken. What is it called? 
Broken Mountain or something. Like that. No, not no, broke back. No, not no. broke back. No. Broken Mountain with the lady that get caught with the plane. Yeah, that's what yeah. I, yeah, I want to see. Platform. That. Yeah. Yeah, platform. Platform. Okay, let me ask you this question because I know holiday season's coming up. Yes. A lot of people have, you know, been speaking that they need extra money and things like that yes, going on. Mm -hmm. Be nice to have it. Yeah. I know Nikki. You know, you have a daughter in school. And then we're doing the ponytail for you now. You know, you have to buy all this hair and stuff. <laughs> so there, there is a new job opening that is coming up, and I'm going to apply for it. What job? What so, that? and it would be good, good money for you. So for $35,000 a year, and you can work from home, okay. they are looking for sex toys testers. I'm good. It's a London company <laughs> called Love Woo, and they want you to write, they want you to test and write reviews about sex toys. They're hiring people and employees. You'll have to test their product and decide if the product is hot enough and how it can be made hotter. Well, you so would have, have to, to do that from home, A number one. No, no, they can have a room yeah. or offer you have a your facility. cubicle. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll be willing to go with your, you know, whatever <laughs> way. So you're going to apply for the job? Yeah, well, I'm on my second interview. So you have to do a video. What you have to do a video to demonstrate how you'll test the products. Are you serious? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you know. No, but the job is, is for real. Love Woo website states, have you ever dreamed of getting paid for testing sex toys? Our diverse product range comprises sex toys, lingerie, games, and much more. And you will be responsible for reviewing products assigned to you with honesty and care. And you can work from home. Mm. Would you apply? You wouldn't apply? If you were single. Well, how they pay you? I'm, oh. mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how they pay I mean, I Oh, look. My neighbors are probably well, it's a like job, 35, you know. I mean, that's, I mean, that's part-time money. That's, I mean, that's yeah. not bad. Okay. But how are they, they going to know you actually try out the toy? I guess they don't. Well, they say honesty. They're going on your integrity. Yeah. So oh, yeah, you, then I will do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Do you get to keep them? I, I, I will. So you can't watch them and send them back. <laughs> you can't stare at them and send them right. back. I will hope so. No, uh, I would. So you let me know how that works for you. Yeah. I let sure will. Let, let sure. Patricia and I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And look for the video. Then we the might videos. follow suit. Okay. But, All right. What, right. What's been going on with you, Patricia? Um, I am closing my wrist, my Chesapeake location for wrist contact. Are you? I am. They are selling the shopping center. They're going under new management, and I have decided not to redo my lease. Um, brick and mortar stores, you know, just business-wise, business one-on-one, -on -one, you have to assess your business where it is every year and um, brick and mortar stores are really not what's up right now. If you're not in a mall where the mall is driving the traffic brick and mortar stores are closing every day because people are going to uh, where everybody else is going. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a big marketing plan in place to get people to where you're at and if you're not in a very good location you're overworking yourself. So I've decided to close the Chesapeake location and I'm going to go into a suite Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to do more VIP, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, specialized more addresses, red carpet things of that nature. So I'm just redoing my business plan. How's your, do you have an online presence? Yes, and now I am doing everything now online. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, before I was still going to my clients, you know, that one-on-one consultation, styling them for events. So I'm still doing that, but I'm going heavy online now with what you can buy from me and doing a little bit more trendy. Um, so that's what I'm doing with Risk Contour. Mm -hmm. um, and other than that, uh, we got the famous uh, Christmas uh, red, I mean, Christmas party coming up. So just working on that. And okay. then I think I'm just going to take the rest of the year off. And just well, you only got one more month. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and enjoy the holidays. I'm really ready for the holidays. Like, I'm putting my tree up tomorrow. Oh, I, I was thinking about doing it this weekend. Yeah, like so already. Yeah, right yeah. after Thanksgiving, right after um, um, ha- Halloween, right before Thanksgiving, you're supposed to have your tree up. Because why would you have it up for like twenty uh, two, days? And that's what I normally do after Thanksgiving. I'm like, it's already time to take it yeah, down. Yeah, it'd be time to take it down so you can't enjoy it. So I put mine up right after Halloween. Do you? Are you gonna put the tree up? Ben and your daughter is on here. Yeah, we do. Really? Yeah, it's Christmas. I haven't put a Christmas tree up forever. This is gonna be like. Um, a sad holiday. Why? For us. Oh, for your sister. Yeah. 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 It's it's gonna be really. I'm not looking forward to the and I'm a big holiday person. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to the holidays at all. I'm already dreading them. Yeah. Um, I'm going home. I Christmas is our um, big holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just gonna be so strange with my sister not being there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking forward to it at all. I'm going home, mm-hmm. um, but it's just not going to be the same. Well, let me tell you what I did. I buried my fiance 14 years ago, and I buried him two days after Christmas. So every holiday, it was hard. But what I did is I didn't do that, like telling myself it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. I just told myself of what was good when he was mm-hmm. for the holidays, mm-hmm. and it's it's worked for me. Like I still, because I'm a holiday person, so that could have took that all away from me, but I didn't let it. So just tell yourself why is it going to be good, not you know it's going to be hard. This is so weird because my dad died. Um, I think it's like the 19 years um, on Chris on Thanksgiving Day at four o'clock. So I never liked Thanksgiving. I just started really getting back into Thanksgiving. My sister passed away on September 23rd. Her birthday was the 24th. And here it is, Thanksgiving, and then here's Christmas. Yeah. So it's gonna be a good holiday. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So very shortly, our first guest will be calling in. But I want to ask you this question. I think we I've asked the question on the show before, not with you two ladies though. So does having sex on the first date ruin the chances of a relationship? Do you think? No. Mm-mm. What about you, Goody Goody? What do you think? <laughs> Thank you for calling me that. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying because when you meet like, somebody, say if you haven't had sex in a year and you meet somebody and you just like, hey, it turned out to be something good, the connection can be got right there. Yeah. So it just depends on the person to me. Like, what's your mind frame? What type of person are you? Like, it is, it's like having a one night stand and then dating afterwards. Kind of sort of. But do you think that you end up, you will end up dating afterwards after the guy got the cookies? I mean, you, I'm going on a date with you. This is our first date. We end up sleeping together, and it'd be like, mm, it was nice knowing you. You know what I mean? I already got the, I already got the goods. So what's the point of dating? But then, if you date them for six months and then you give up the goodies and it's ain't what you thought, you think you're gonna keep dating that? Well, that's true too. That's <laughs> true. What do you think? Um, I think it depends on the person as well. Yeah. But um, giving the cookies up first could lead to them leaving, and then you never know. Waiting, you could probably end up liking the person more mm-hmm. for something other than the cookie. You but know? I think it's the the men men drive that to me because why is everything? Why are you blame so much on men? What is wrong? We need to have a do as soon as I get this degree, we're gonna talk. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> because it's always been put in our heads and women's heads. You never have sex with a guy on the first date because he's going to think that you're a hoe. What you is see, he? He's a hoe, but a man are never considered yeah, a hoe. can be so. hoes. I mean. Yeah, you see what I mean? So why, but why, if that's something that I want to do, mm-hmm. if I, I, we go and we have a great time and we have that nice physical attraction and I, we're two 
grown, mature yeah. adults. So I think the 2017 woman right. is fine with it. Right. Yeah. The 2017, we, I just had this conversation at work with one of the young ladies. Today, women are doing it. They're like, okay, I just need you to please me. Mm-hmm. And then deuces, I'll see you later. Now the guy, and that's like role reversal. The guy's like, oh, you're not going to call me? You know, do, can I can I get that number? I don't need your number. You already did what I needed. I'm pleased. I, it was great seeing you, and I'm out. But they men are not are having a hard time understanding that now, where women's minds are at. This is how the 2017 woman is. Yeah. Do you agree? I kind of sort of agree. Uh, what do you say, Nick? What do you say, ponytail? <laughs> I do think um, it it takes away from the hunt. Now, if you want to give it up, I hate using that word, but if, if you're the woman truth. and you want to give it up on the, on the first night, that's on you. That's on you, but it will, if you really like this guy, I suggest that you don't. So, what, but my, that's, that's, why, that's why I have my problem. It's if I give it up on a first date, I'm frowned upon. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, I'm all worried that the guy's never going to call me again. Right. But he's giving it up, too, because you've given it to me. Mm-hmm. So what's, what happens to him? Nothing. He's, he's walking out like the trophy, and I'm sitting there left like a wounded. It's double standard. Yeah, it's double standard. I think if you own that attitude, but I've seen women who that's all they want. And yeah. then the guy's like, you ain't calling me. She's yeah. like, for what? You know? For what? Yeah. I don't know about that. But I, mean, I don't. I don't think it depends on the person. It is on the person. That's right. It might be the on the guy. It might be on the guy too. You know, it depends on if the guy, because you know what I'm finding mm-hmm. is that men, which I didn't think men gossip, they gossip a whole lot. Wait a a minute. whole lot. They do. I didn't realize we that. Talk. Mm-hmm. No, it's not you guys gossip. And gossip. I'm very nosy. They call it bonding. We bond. Oh, is that what it is? We bond a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I don't... Mm. Yeah, okay. The whole... For me, I don't think that sex on the first date will mess up the chances of a relationship if the two people like it. Mm -hmm. If you like each other. Mm -hmm. My last relationship started with sex on the first date in the last 16 years. Wow. Yeah, it's easy for God to say. Whatever. Because the guy's gonna be started on the first night and it'll probably last a while. I like to test drive cars before I buy them. I'm just not sure (laughs) how you buy your cars, but yeah. That's right. That's right. Am I a hoe? Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Is that what I am? You know, guys call guys because they'd be like, oh, you left with her? Yo, man, did you hit that? Yeah, man, I hit it. That's a whole different subject. But no. She never ends up in a relationship. That's that's what we're talking about. But why would you guys do that? Well, I mean, I'm sure girls do the same thing. We don't do that. Well, mm. Just say you don't do that. 2017. I, like... Remember, you remember where I work. So I get a lot of people sitting in my chair, and I'm standing behind y'all. This is just a tip. When the stylist is standing behind y'all and combing y'all hair while y'all going through y'all pictures and y'all texting. Mm-hmm. Oh, we reading. <laughs> oh, you reading? Yeah. I said, oh, I said, oh she don't ask to somebody. <laughs> that is crazy. Thank yes. But you know, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our first guest. He should be calling in shortly. Uh, Mr. Early Jackson, he is a social activist and a successful life coach right here in the Hampton Roads area. He is the author of Groom for Success, 31 Days to an Empowered Life, as well as a variety of CD series. 
His overarching belief is if we are to exercise our full status and potential in this life, we must be restrained in our daily behavior and mindset. He's also a prevalent and recurrent, this is a, a prevalent and recurrent theme in his teaching. So he'll be calling in very shortly. Hopefully this phone line I'm is excited good. to um, talk, talk to him. him. Yes. Mm -hmm. and he's local Do y'all have any better. burning questions that you want to ask? Well, these are some very interesting questions on this video. Yeah. yeah. And I can't wait to ask them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your biggest issue you think with relationships? Man um, is getting what I getting what I get give getting what I give out. That's the problem. People can never match me, and that is a problem. Like, love me like I love you, treat me like I treat you, trust me like I trust you, and it's just never tend to be that way. Really, and it's aggravating. Okay. Well, because you're not you guys are not the same. Everybody loves different. You, right, you that's what where the love language come in. That but right. you know that's trust, honesty, and all that is the same across the board. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. So it's like. Get with it. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? Our first guest is already on the line now, Mr. Early Jackson. I already introduced him. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and welcome to the show Mr. Early Jackson. How are you, sir? Doing incredible, Will. How are you guys doing tonight? We are doing great. We are sitting here talking about relationships. Um, our last question was talking about um, the sex on the first night ruined your chances of a relationship. We had some conflicting or some opposing viewpoints <laughs> on that whole issue. But um, we have a lot of questions that some of our are our questions. Some of them are people who submitted questions um, for you. But I just want to ask you, first off, what made you get into the whole life coaching business? Well, well what happened was I had um, been a corporate trainer. I had worked in, uh, in sales, so I was doing management uh, workshops and things like that. And also, I pastored a church in Philadelphia. Okay. And um, so my wife and I were, were already doing the quote-unquote work of a life coach because we were work, walking with people, just taking them from that, that frustration of potential into their performance. And uh, we had a really bad car accident that ended up, us, you know, we were kind of laid up for a couple of months rehabbing. And I just one day jumped online and uh, saw that there was this uh, certified um, uh, accreditation that you could get with that. So I said, you know what, we're sitting around here, let's knock this out and do it. And it just really was a perfect fit for what we were already called to and what we were passionate about. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Jackson, let me ask you a question. Um, this is Patricia Roundtree. How are you doing this evening? Hello, Ms. Roundtree. I'm doing awesome. That's amazing. Um, so I just want to ask you the first question. What would you suggest a married couple to implement in their lives when they work together all day and then have to go home with each other? What would be something that they can use to keep a balance? Well, the, the, the number one thing would be boundaries, clear, identifiable boundaries. Uh, my wife and I have been working together now for almost eight years. And it's, I mean, <laughs> it, it's fun. It's fun all the time. And it can be stressing the other times, especially when you have some intermarital issues going on. And then you walk from the bedroom to the front room where the office is and you start making phone calls and you've got to interact with each other. Right. So what's helped us? along the way is just having real flat-out boundaries and having those uncomfortable conversations. Like, okay, you really ticked me off last night, but for real, it's money out there to get, so we're going to put this to the side and deal with it another time. When we get back from the conference, we'll sit down and have another conversation. Mm. Very interesting. That's okay. interesting. Okay. Hi, this is um, Paula Beckett. How are you? Hello, Paula. I'm great. Good. Okay, and my question to you is... Um, 
I'm sorry. Hold on, let me find it. Um, how do you tell someone you love you no longer want to be married? Oh, that's a good one. And <laughs> and as someone who's been through an ugly divorce, no. uh, and, and I tell people, once I went through my divorce, I was married for 10 and a half years in my first marriage. <clears throat> and when I got, when we separated, I was never angry at love. I had to sit down and really take an introspective look. Um, yeah, and, and what guys do sometimes, ladies, is we'll sit there and talk about our crazy exes or our crazy baby mamas, but... My my question or concern with that is always we were with that person, and they weren't crazy then, obviously. Mm. So uh, we got to own up. Um, I don't know if you really have to tell someone that you don't love them because love is such an action word that uh, when you're in the house and y'all not communicating and he's living in the basement and you're walking past him like he doesn't exist and y'all really are just roommates that are sharing bills, I don't think verbally you have to guess if that person still cares or not. Their actions and the vibe that you get. Vibe don't lie. I think that people know that. But uh, my hope is that people are mature enough to sit down and have a conversation and say, you know what, this is going nowhere. We need to, you know, go our separate ways and make life happen for us that makes us happy. Good advice. That's good advice. Mm -hmm. So, Earl, my question for you is, so when when two people meet, so they're starting this, this new journey down a possible relationship, when when do you think things should be discussed about becoming exclusive? Mm. And, and that's a personal I, I'd question say that, for me. Um, it, uh, the one thing I know about relationship is that they're both fluid and organic mm-hmm. in their nature. So um, there are some people that meet, and it depends on the level of person mature, you know, mature-wise, mm-hmm. too. Because if you're someone, uh, and I'll just use myself for, for an example, when my wife and I met, um, as I said, I was coming off a divorce. Uh, she was in her uh, late 30s, and there wasn't a whole lot of, well, let's just kind of hang out and see if we like each other. We were attracted. We were grown folks, and we just had grown folk conversations. Say, listen, I dig you. You know, I'm not going to be out there running the streets. I, I want to settle down and really, you know, spend some time with you. So I think that the moment that you feel mm. and you see that that feeling's reciprocated, that's a good time to sit down and have that conversation. Be okay. be grown about it and say, you know, I really like you, and I don't want I don't want you to be seeing anybody else because I've already settled the issue that I'm not going to be seeing anyone right now. So definitely, there needs to be some type of a conversation, a verbal conversation, where your intentions are stated and you're basically waiting to see if they're reciprocated. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, and I'm glad you brought that up, Will, because right now sometimes we live in this world where people say, "Well, you should have caught without caught the vibe I was throwing." Yeah, and I exactly. Get that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But no, let's have, I mean, we're, we're thorough about everything. If you've ever been to Chipotle, you are thorough about how you want your burrito exactly. or your chicken bowl. <laughs> exactly. I know, I didn't say I want guac. I don't like that. Don't uh-huh. put none of that on there. Uh-huh. But then we get into relationships and get dumbfounded. Exactly. And then we say, well, he should have known that I wanted to kick it with him. Well, how? Right. I'm not a mind reader, and I don't expect you to be. So let's set that, re- let's set that expectation that when there's something going on, you know how the government say when you see something, say something? I think that needs to be instituted in relationships, too. Okay. So, okay, so I, um, you answered uh, several questions with the answers that you've been given, but I have one that I want to ask just, you know, that's on my mind. When a couple separate a married couple, what should they incorporate in that separation if they plan on getting back together? Like, should they set, like, deadlines, timelines? Should they um, start a recording? Like, what things should they do if they want to save their marriage? 
Mm. I, and, you know, I've, I've worked with a few couples in this exact situation. And I think that when you have a goal that you never write down and never discuss the, um, the, the, the you know, details of it, it's not really a goal. It's just a wish. Right. And same thing in relationships. If, if things, if we're going through a rough patch, and we will go through rough patches, um, depending on how we were raised and how we saw relationships worked out in the past, will depend on how we function and work in this one. But let's say for all intents and purposes, we decide, you know what, we just need to, you know, I need some space, you need some space, we're going through some things. Um, Again, I think that you have to set a goal. You have to set some deadlines. You have to set some parameters to it. Uh, Because if not, then, you know, two months can slip into eight. And then you look at it, it's another Christmas, and y'all haven't gotten back together. And now it's like, okay, we just really have resorted to just being casual friends with benefits at times. Exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's good. And so one more question to piggyback that. Um, with that being said, should you set, like, if y'all are not meeting them goals and it just doesn't seem to work out, when, sh- when should you say enough is enough? When you – I think that it happens differently for, for guys and girls. And, and for the ladies on the air tonight, I want to just kind of give a real quick backdrop on to why – I kind of speak to certain things like this with, with some, some certainty. I was the youngest and the only boy raised in a house full of five women. Wow. All three of my sisters were older than me. So I sat in their room, I hid in their closet, and heard all kinds of conversations <laughs> that probably uh, I, I should be having therapy about right now. But um, <laughs> So I know what it's like for them to come home from a good date and what they talk about. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like when they come home from a date with a sucker and they like, you know what, this ain't going away, but another couple of meals ain't going to hurt either. <laughs> right. So, you know, so when you talk about, uh, you know, just being in relationships and, and saying and really figuring out where we're going and whether we're going to cut ties, having the conversation, I can't say it enough, mm-hmm. having those conversations, because a lot of times females will check out. Mm-hmm. And once from what I've seen, when a female checks out mentally, fellas, it's a wrap. Short of buying her a Maserati. I mean, you could do, and it's sad because I don't know what it is with us guys. We wait until a woman checks out for us to say, you know what? I got to get myself together in that right. And then, it's too and then we're mad mm-hmm. because you ain't no ride or die chick. You couldn't stick with me through my tough. But once, they, once a female checks out mentally, it's a wrap. So I think that you need to call it quits when you feel yourself walking away from it emotionally. It's just a, it's just a few minutes before your body follows that. Yeah, I, I, but sometimes um, it's so hard to have conversations, especially if you don't feel safe. You know what I mean? And I'm the type of person. I what do you mean by safe? If sometimes conversations can always turn to the left. You know, you're trying to, in in your mind, you have envisioned that. Okay, I want to sit down. I want to have this conversation. This is the way I want it to go. Um, make sure that we have the white flags out because we want everything. You want to do everything in decency and order and be and have peace in the conversation. I want to express myself, but I want to have peace in the conversation, even though it's uncomfortable. But sometimes, unfortunately, when you're telling somebody something and it's not the best news, you know what I mean. But you want to deliver it in the in the best positive way that you can, even though it's not the best news to get a try to get a positive no, outcome. Mm-hmm. Let me jump in on that. Sure. It's a couple of things I heard. One, um, what if our definition or our expectation of what peace really looks like and what an argument looks like, what if it's not accurate? 
And I say because you say, you know, I want to sit down, but I want to have a conversation like this. So we're already walking into a conversation with a predisposition that this is how it should turn out. But depending on who that person is. Now, and, and separating, that's my personal preference. But is it even a reality for this type of relationship? So you have to ask yourself when you approach things like that, when you say sometimes conflict is the best thing for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because conflict means that we have motion. I don't care how skinny a person is, when they move, something rub together. Mm-hmm. So when you're moving <laughs> forward, you're going to have some friction. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> some, of us are, some of us rub a little bit more than others, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> but you know, you're going to have some friction. And when we shy away from it, or I don't want to have a conversation with friction, maybe we're not giving this relationship the, the, the real sunlight and, and, the, and the watering that it needs to grow into a strong relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it does. I, I was speaking to one of my friends um, today, and she had a question that I wanted to ask you. Um, it's on this paper, but she added more to it. She said, um, "Sure, how do you walk away from a relationship and remain friends without burning the bridge? How do you do that? Well, I would ask her, does she even need that bridge? Right. Mm. I mean, you know, sometimes, and there's a difference between forgiving someone and reconciling with them. As a, as a believer, I believe that God wants us to forgive everybody. But just because I forgive you doesn't mean that we can kick it again. So you got to ask, I think sometimes we hold on to that, well, we still need to remain friends and civil. If you got kids together, absolutely. And even there, there needs to be, you know, proper boundaries. But um, are we just going to connect at a networking event and have wine after we date it? I mean, it might not be the healthiest thing for that person. You know, so I, I think that you have to, uh, again, that's something where I would walk into it and not really have a, a, a set predisposition of how I want it to be. You have to feel it out. And if it's not possible, if you guys, you know, split under some dire circumstances and you don't want to burn a bridge, but you think you might need to borrow some money from them later or something? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no. you have other people in your life. <laughs> you know, people kill me with that, I want to burn a bridge. Well, do you ever plan on going over that bridge again? I mean, with, I don't know if we sometimes have a have a real motive with quote unquote not burning bridges. Well, the only reason why I said, when I was talking to her, I was my parents got divorced, mm. and you know I watched my mom go through hell. You know, I'm just gonna put it out there, hell. And um, after they got divorced, it was just really weird. After I start really thinking about it, um, after they got divorced, um, I never really felt or saw any animosity you know even though my mom hate you know she, she i mean she was hating my dad at that time when they because she was going through but after they mm-hmm. divorced i they went out on a couple of dates it was just like really weird and then um you know they were they became really good friends i mean my dad got very ill and um because he had prostate cancer my mom took care of him um and was really there and very supportive of my dad at the time. And this is the man that put her through sheer hell. Um, and mm-hmm. then the thing of it is, is that our fa- like my dad's side of the family, my mom's side of the family, you know, the, it was still blended. Everything was still forward moving. Nothing ever changed in the relationship. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was no animosity. Mm-hmm. It was just like really weird. And after I really started thinking about that, I was like, wow, is, that's really what it should it really look like that? If, if possible. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that, um, again, kids were, you know, they had a family together. Mm -hmm. Sounds like they had been together for some time. 
And um, what you saw was two adults handling their business. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes we lose sight of that, that, okay, yes, we have kids together and, and it's no longer working, but um, how do we want them to see what, what family looks like even when it's not comfortable, even when it's not uh, convenient? And interestingly enough, my family had the exact opposite of, of the experience that you had. My dad, at about 10 or 11, was when I found out, because they had knew for a couple of years that Pops had a couple of families you know, and one that he was pretty much living 60% of his time with. And when they broke up, it was like tearing Velcro apart. Mm. And it was so crazy because my mother, you know, being a, you know old school Christian, she, were, she refused to divorce him. And he had multiple strokes years later. And the woman that he was with at the time that they were kind of like posing as they were married said, okay, you know what, I sold everything I can. I can't do this anymore. And she called my mom and said, come and get your husband. Wow. Mm. And, <laughs> and my mom sent, you know, made arrangements, you know, took care of his legal paperwork and all those things mm. to make sure that he got into a, um, a urgent where a assisted living facility that could work with him and rehab him. She did it begrudgingly to the day she died, but she did it. Mm-hmm. And I think that the only reason she did it was because she knew how much my dad meant to me. And, you know, she wanted to keep that that appearance that, okay, it was messed up what happened, but you still got to treat people right. Right. Okay, Early. Um, so I have a question for you. When discussing sure. or when contemplating or planning for a long-term relationship, not just casual dating, but a long-term relationship, how important do you think age plays in, in, the, in the two parties? If there is a significant age difference, perhaps 20 years. Mm. I would say it plays a part to the degree that we have a stigma with it. Okay. Um, and, and I'm assuming we, we ain't talking, you know, no, not to sound funny, but no R. Kelly stuff. You know? No, no, right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Two you adults. Know, consenting adults, right. he's, she's 35, he's 55 or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, I think that I've met people who were well older than me and they acted like 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I met people that were way younger than me and acted, you know, in a more mature manner than somebody there, you know, twice their age. So I think it really depends on what you're looking for at that stage in your life. And, man, I just believe love comes in all flavors, all sizes, all ages. You yeah. know, we can't put a stick. My wife has me by a few years, mm-hmm. and it was never an issue for us, you know. But, you know, I'm finding, I, I talked to, I met this guy when I was out, and um, he he's younger, but he loves older women. I'm finding that... Uh, I'm meeting a lot of, or talk to a lot of men that you meet, and they're younger, and they're really digging um, older women. I'm like, that must be the thing, right? Somebody now. with their stuff together, somebody yeah, stable, yeah. yeah. Older, yeah. yeah this is just a lot of unstable out there, so. Oh, I don't know. So, uh, Mr. Jackson, let me ask you a question. Um, you and your wife work together, so the question is, if you, if you and your spouse uh either work together or have different careers or businesses um, and you you feel or you find that your spouse may be jealous or feel like they don't fit to where you're growing and they're not, how do you handle that? Hmm. Um, I, I would say that when if you're with somebody and their day isn't made by you being happy and fulfilled in what you do, mm. that's, that's really the sign right there. Mm. 
you know, because uh, I, I just couldn't imagine being with somebody that I say I love, I care about, and they winning. You know, for me, okay, if you got the raise and the bonus at work, cool, where are we going to dinner, your treat? You know, I'm celebrating with you because <laughs> your success is my success, especially if we're in a, a committed relationship. When you shine, I shine. And I think that um, sometimes in our culture, in African-American culture, there is a huge gap. We talked about age gap, but there's a huge gap sometimes with education level, too. Mm-hmm. You know, some, I don't know what the, I don't know why, but the trend is that um, there are more African-American women that seem to be, you know, taking, have, have in the past taken education seriously. So you may be the lady with the master's and he's, you know, just getting into community college. But I think that if he cares about you, he's going to celebrate you and be happy for you and vice versa. That should be the, that should be the norm and the base in the relationship. And my wife gets some incredible opportunities. I'm right there, in a, in, I'm her photographer and stylist. I'm there taking pictures. I'm hyping her up because I, I, I want to see her win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. That sounds great. So that sounds like a healthy relationship. Yeah, it does. That sounds like a very healthy relationship. So what are your tips for maintaining or having a healthy relationship? Yes, I would love to know. <laughs> <laughs> At the top of my list, I would say play really hard. Um, (laughs) You know, we we work hard and we, you know, uh, when you're running your own business, I mean, there are no sick days, there are no holidays, really. Uh, So it it can be stressful, Mm -hmm. you know, because now we're talking about personal finances and business finances in the same room. Uh, But we make sure that even if it's just something on a Saturday, we get a way to have some fun. Mm. We've been blessed to uh, do life with some really fun people, and they always have little get-togethers. So if you follow us on social media, you think all we do is party, but we <laughs> actually work. <laughs> we just got some really good friends, and we just go crash and hang out with them and blow off some steam. So one, I would say play hard. Two, I, I mentioned it before, but have those boundaries discussed. It's nothing worse than trying to meet a standard that you don't know where the line is because We've never articulated it. Mm-hmm. Um, three, I would say have other interests that you can do by yourself. Mm. Um, sometimes when we talk about committed relationships, people get the idea that means we have to be joined by the hip. Yeah. My wife has a set of friends that she goes and kicks it with. I have guys that I hang out with or grab a cigar with or something. And then when we come back together, we, we've had fun apart. We missed each other a little bit. We come back together and have some fun together. So those would be my major major tips right there. And, and I guess the last one would be always look for mentorship. Oh, okay. It's so important. You know, we've got couples that are just getting married that kind of hang out with us and look to us for advice. But we've got couples that got 30 years in, you know, 25 oh. years in. And we look to them, and we can go over there and just kind of have a heart-to-heart, you know, conversation and say, okay, she really worked my nerve this week. How do you handle this mm-hmm. as a man who's been married this long? And it's inspiring. So you're reaching back to people who don't have where, aren't where you are, but you're also reaching forward to catch up with those other people in front of you. Right. Yeah. That could also be coming to someone like you, a relationship coach, right. correct? Exactly. 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 Because, and, and, you know, you take everything and realize that every individual is different. But I think that there's some principles that you can always learn from. You can learn something even from a, a kind of a dysfunctional relationship, mm-hmm. too. At least you can walk away from it and see what you shouldn't be doing. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Are you a big believer in married couples should hang with only married couples and not single couples? How do you feel about that, Stan? Do you think it's true or you just it depends on the couple and the person? 
I think it depends on the person and the couple. Um, I have a bunch of friends that are single. And if, it, you know, when, when we do things, a lot of times my wife is there, but if she's not there, it's not a big deal either. So I, I don't think that that's a stipulation that, you know, I would have to ask somebody, when you make a rule like that, what, because we make rules to avoid certain things. Mm-hmm. I'd like to find out what that certain thing is you're trying to avoid and really get to the root of that because my wife has single female friends that she hangs out with, but, you know, I don't worry about that or anything because those are her friends. And she's, most of all, she has a, a relationship with me, so I know she's going to honor that. Awesome. Okay. Now, we had talked to another, um, I think it was a therapist or a life coach on mm-hmm. the show, and I want to ask you the question. Um, okay. Do you think that it's okay, because you said you hang out with your friends and your wife hangs out with her friends, and that's something that I had to learn that, you know, because I had to learn to enjoy myself, and it's okay to do things separately. Um, do you, are you comfortable if your wife goes out, goes on a girl's trip for, for the weekend? Or if she says, cause I see a therapist and one of the things that my therapist suggested to me was to take time for myself is to go get a hotel room and spend time by myself. Um, is that something that you recommend? I think that you should have, you should have life that's abundant in every sphere of relationships that you have. You should have work relationships that, that thrive. You should have friendships that thrive. You should, and your marriage should thrive. Mm. And in a thriving ship, you're going to have times where say, oh, my goodness, you, you know, we're going, we're going to um, Howard's homecoming, or we're going, you know, we're, we're going somewhere else, or, you know, we're going to Jamaica or whatever. I think that if that's what your friends and y'all are planning to do, go do it. Because, it, one, it cultivates you with different experiences. We don't have to see the same stuff. You know, I think there's some things that you should experience and come back and share with me and vice versa. But I think that it's healthy uh, to spend time with people other than your spouse. Mm-hmm. Everything in moderation. And again, you know, mm-hmm. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that we've talked about boundaries and things like that. But, sure. yeah, I think that's a healthy thing to do. But I, when my when I was speaking to no, you no, when I was speaking to my therapist and she was um, when she was telling me suggested that I do that. Um, just to, you know, go to the hotel, right down to Virginia Beach, you know, go walk on the boardwalk, have dinner by yourself to really, um, just for that quiet, uh, that serene, because sometimes you just need that. And I'm not, because that's something that I've never done. Like, I've never even traveled by myself. I've never even lived by myself ever. So I was, okay. I was like, hmm. You know, but sometimes that will make your spouse feel uncomfortable because like, why would you have to do that? You can go right upstairs and be by yourself in this house. But she was like saying that <laughs> right, that's not, right. that's, um, sometimes you need that just to unwind a different environment. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that um, that's healthy. Uh, and you have a you have a unique situation because you, you, you said you never traveled or lived by yourself. Um, I have. I have one, you know, two of my sisters, I'll kind of use them as an analogy. One sister left and went somewhere else to go to school, you know, and she had an apartment. She had this, she had that. The other sister didn't. When she left the house, she left with her husband. So, you know, uh, they both had different experiences. For my wife, um, she lived on her own many years. As You know, she would remind me when we first got together, she was like, I was good and grown when I met you. You know, <laughs> so um, she's she's traveled. She's done some stuff and that she's had that part of 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 her, I guess, need 
uh, fulfilled. But I think that if that's a need that you feel like you have, I don't think you should do anything just because somebody suggested. But if that's something that when she said it resonated with you, and you say, you know what, wow, I've never done that. And it's going to take me out of my comfort zone. Try it. As long as your spouse is cool with it, I say try it. And, and if it's something that you start doing annually and you and your spouse are cool with that, you know, again, I say go for it. That's awesome. a healthy thing. Awesome, okay. awesome. Early, real quick, can you share your contact information so our listeners can contact you and follow you? Sure. Um, so our website is earlyjacksoncoaching.com. And with it, when you go to that website, it also takes you to our um, website for my relationship book that I wrote, especially for women, mm-hmm. uh, which is themodernprincess.org. On Instagram, it's early underscore empowers. And on Twitter, it's Mr. Underscore Empowerment. Awesome. 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 Well, sir, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know we're going to have you on again. You always give very informative information. So I appreciate you taking time out of your evening to come share it with us. Thank you. Thank you very well, we'll, much. Uh, honestly, man, I, I appreciate you guys, and we'll uh, honor you for your, all your work you're doing in the community. And thank you. you're, you're a legend in these parts, man. And oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of you. Well, Keep doing you. what you're doing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening. All right, now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm glad he said that. I love that. Yeah. That was good. That was I very good. Yeah. yeah. Did y'all learn something? I learned yeah. a lot. Did, Did y'all learn women anything? learn something? Well, <laughs> Did no. you learn anything? A man told y'all, so of course we knew everything. <laughs> oh <my> right? <laughs> I just want y'all to walk away with something. <laughs> with a great take But you know what? I did. Uh, the age thing was really bothering me, but it's not going to bother me anymore. That, that was my last time because I figured out ways to ask that same question in about five different ways to mm-hmm. five different people. And I get the same answer, so I'm going to believe it. But don't you think, like, in today's society, age, none of that is really it's not taboo anymore? No. It used to be taboo, but it's not okay. taboo. We'll anymore. see. When I got gray hair and a cane, and they walking behind me, y'all talking about, is that your nurse? Is that your nurse? <laughs> <laughs> my spouse. I don't think you're going to age. Uh, my driver, right? right. But we'll it was see. okay for guys to marry younger girls, but it's It was weird. a trophy. Yes, yeah, a trophy for older women to marry a younger gold guy. Digger. Because you always you're a gold digger. Gold digger, yeah. right. We and always, always get sit- the bad names. Yeah, we, right. Because y'all you- have to work on your image. Really? Oh, that's that's what's up, Randy. <laughs> that's what it is. But it's always like if a if a young guy marries an older woman, he's always you're thinking to yourself, oh, he's gonna end up cheating on her because she's like thirteen, his senior, and it's just sad the way people think. It really is. Yeah, and he could really be in love with yeah. her, you know, and that's the only have eyes for her. Because I know this one lady that I go, used to go to the hairdresser with. She's beautiful, mm-hmm. and her her husband is much younger than her. But, I mean, he's in love with her and always has been. So uh, it's just amazing how it works. But, you know, the norm is, yeah, he's probably after just her money or whatever. And, you know, when she gets 70 years old and he's like 56 or something, he's out. So, but that might not be the case. Might not. Well, what were some of your takeaways from what he said? Mine was definitely energy. Like, when you know and you feel it, you need to just go with it. It's like when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Oh, yeah. When you feel it, you need to just rock with it. You know, even though it's like it's hard to leave and walk away, you just need to go. You just need to do what you need to do. But you know what? With my relationship, when I ended it, because I ended it like something happened. I was upset. I was pissed for a couple of days. And then my mind just kept telling me, you don't have to deal with this. Yeah. And I had always, even when we went to counseling, you know, the, the minister told us, you know, you have to make a decision that leaving is not an option. For so long, I had told myself, well, I'm not going to leave because that wasn't, wasn't an option. 
So we had dealt with other things which were really less less invasive than what happened in mm-hmm. the final thing that happened. Um, but, but just like you said, I, I followed my gut. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? It's happened before. And it'll probably happen mm-hmm. again. And I had to make up my mind. And I had to think about myself. So, I couldn't put myself, well, what is this going to do to them? Mm-hmm. Um, I had to actually put myself first. Yeah, like when he said, why are you going to cross that bridge again? So you're asking yourself, why are you holding on? What is the point? Is it because you don't want to feel like a failure? Is it because it's like it's ending? Like, you just got to cross that bridge and keep it moving. But who would ever think, I mean, once you get married, you you never think that... You're going to get divorced. Yeah, or it's going to end or it's going to change or just like he said, you know, but I've heard that saying so many times. My dad told me, when a woman checks out, it's over. she checks out. And mm-hmm. a man doesn't even really realize when his woman checks out. But then when it, when she does, even my dad said it's like too late. You know what I mean? Because so much, so many things have transpired, mm-hmm. and um, that's, it's a terrible thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's a terrible thing. It's an but it, thing. yeah, and um, you never know. You know what I mean? When you know people tell you things, you know your parents prepare you for things, and you listen to your dad, you be like, yeah, right. That's never gonna happen. Yeah, right. But those things um, do happen. They do. You know, and it's 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 saddening. You know, you never want anybody to get hurt in a relationship. And I think sometimes people stay because you don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. But um, but you, have you do have to but, think, put yourself yeah, first. You know I, what I mean? I think because in essence, you still are hurting that person, mm-hmm. giving them false Unless hope. it was an abusive situation, somebody's going to get hurt regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Period. To a certain you extent. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Even sometimes, because my family, my family was hurt. Mm. I mean, after 16 years of seeing my Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah, you know, they were hurt. But yeah. I guess I have a new. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Another younger one. Am I gonna be the? Am I still the best person? No, because I'm his best person. Are you? I'm the best man. Well, I'm the, the I'm best the, lady. I I'm hadn't sent out any type of notifications to nobody. Mm. Yeah, but we already talked about this. We already talked well, we about. We can't it get your outfit together, so we don't. Yeah, know. well, see, this is the outfit. I, can I talk about the outfit? Do we have time? Huh? You're the usher, right? Can we talk about the outfit? Do we have a minute to talk about it? I Go ahead, because we're waiting on our guests to call in. Okay. I already did my Pinterest board. For right, it, he so. did the Pinterest really? board. Yeah, we were at an event, and he did his Pinterest board because he showed it to me. So, because I'm the best person, I, this is what I wanted to wear because I think it's so chic. I wanted to wear a tuxedo jacket, Horrible. crop. You know what I mean? Nice, just a whole tuxedo thing up top. But then I wanted to wear a um, skirt um, with a split. Um, that's what I wanted to wear because I, I wanted to dress like him but look like a, a lady. You know what I mean? I didn't want to wear a pants. Like a usher. I, he doesn't want me to wear that. He, What do you think about that outfit? Pop collar. Go ahead. Um, tell us the truth. Fashion maven. I'm not feeling that at all. So me wearing a tuxedo. Being, I think like, you should wear a full tuxedo there. Mm-hmm. And then go to Smiles Wedding. I'm I was sure so, there'll be I was somebody so, else next door. I was so <laughs> serious about my outfit. So what did you? What did you? I've want already me to showed wear? you. If I can get a good signal, I will let yes, you see it again. He, yeah, he wants very to wear. fashion forward. Um, and we'll adapt the dress to fit you or whatever how you want it to fit. But this is the look I wanted what, you what, to wear. Yeah, what is if it? it ever comes, God, this well, God. just describe it. I'm a fan. Of it was like a um, what is the lady? Audrey Hepburn, what's that movie that she was in? Not Breakfast with Tiffany. It it was very inspired by that. It was the A-line. It had pockets. It was off the shoulder. It was black. 
off the shoulder. That sounds really pretty. Yeah, and it was very full A line and. That's what you want me to wear. That's what I want you to wear, and then we I could probably put something white on it, maybe a white flower or whatever, and that would be your black and white if you want to simulate the tuxedo, but. You're not coming to me in a costume. I'm sorry. It wasn't a costume, but I thought it was going to be so chic. I, you know, when I, I thought of it, I thought well. that you should walk in with like a violin because it reminds me of them things that we're in the band concerts, <laughs> them long, thick polyester skirts. It wasn't. It was going to be chic because I was going to have like a little. Um, well, you can wear it. If we have like, you want to do parking? No, I don't do parking. We need somebody for parking. It sounds good for parking. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess I have to wear what he okay. wants me to wear since I'm going to be the best person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can. That's what you're going to have to do. But you know what? Okay. Our next guest is on the line. Author T. L. Adams. She you knows she's just purchased, um, published her first book. Get rid of your stupid list. Seven reasons you are successful and still single. I need to, to listen to that. I think it's geared towards women, but I'm going to ask her about that. Hello. She's a, she's a divorced mom of two children, and she currently resides in Dallas, Texas. She holds a master's degree in business administration and a master's in counseling. Um, she said that she's uh, a, she breaks down the various factors that have kept her and other women single, and she shares dating tips that help her make better choices and life lessons she's learned on her dating journey. So please help me welcome to the show Miss Author T.L. Adams. How are you? Hello. Yeah. Very interesting bio. Mm-hmm. Arthur T. L. Adams. Is she there? Is she? I heard her. I heard her, yeah, I heard I her heard voice her up there too. Maybe she'll call right back. Okay. Her bio is very interesting. Yeah, she got two master's degrees. Yeah, yeah. She likes reading. Reading is fun. Arthur T. L. Adams? Oh. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey, you're you're live on the show. I'm sorry. We introduced you, and then it, the the call dropped. I'm sorry. You're talking to Will, Paula, and Patricia. How Thank you, you for coming on the show. Yes. Hello. 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 Hi, everybody. How you doing? How, how are things in Dallas? I'm good. How are, how's everybody? We're doing we're, we're doing, doing wonderful. Well. We're doing yes, wonderful. Yes. We were just talking about your book and how everybody's excited to hear your tips and everything about it. Um. So. Let's start things off by you just telling us a little bit about author T.L. Adams. Well, a little bit about me. Um, I currently live in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, divorced uh, mom of two kids, um, have a master's degree in business administration, a master's in counseling, and I just wrote my first book. Um, it came out in July, Get Rid of Your Stupid List, Seven Reasons You're Successful and Still Single. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Um, how you doing this evening, Miss Adams? I am good. This is Patricia Roundtree. I just uh, love how you have two masters. That's just like an awesome, awesome thing you must really take into um, educating yourself. Yes, I take education (laughs) very serious. Okay. Well, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, How do you come, how do you, how, how did you come up with the title, Get Rid of Your Stupid List, Your Stupid List, Seven Reasons You Are Successful and Still Single? I think it is a very interesting title, and I would really love to know how you came up with it. (laughs) Okay. um, Basically, I did say I was the worst mom starting over. I had these lists of things that I wanted every guy to meet. Um, before I um, considered a relationship with him. I wanted him to have the same things I had, had the education I have, had the money that I have, the house, the cars. And what I found was I was eliminating 
good men because they didn't meet everything on the list that I had. So what I found was getting rid of the list, it um, opened more options for me as far as dating and starting over because I realized that not everyone is going to have what I have. And just because they don't have it, do that mean that I don't pick them or do that mean they're not a good guy? So that's how I came up with the list. Hmm. So even with the list, how do you feel? uh, Do you feel that you compromise some things that you want out of men or did you just uh, tell yourself some of these things just really ain't that important to stick with? Well, for me, um, in Chapter 2 of the book, I I talked about um, being divorced. I talked about starting over. I talked about losing jobs. I, I talked about, you know, starting over a couple of times in my career. So a lot of that stuff, to me, you can always lose. So you might have a good job today, but tomorrow is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And if I base everything on that material things, the car, the house, that's something that you can um, – you can lose any time. So I want something that money can't buy, like loyalty, honesty, truth, somebody trust, someone that's going to really um, be there for me through the good times and the bad. Somebody is going to be a father figure to my kids. To me, that's more important mm-hmm. than how much money you make. I agree. Awesome. Hi, this is Paula. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Um, the question I have for you is, uh, what were the goals and intentions in this book, and how well did you fit? I'm sorry. And how well do you feel you achieved them? Well, the goal for the book um, is sharing my story, starting over, being divorced, being with someone for seven years, and someone telling me on the anniversary on a cruise that I've only been with you because. We have kids together, mm-hmm. and I'm not happy, and I haven't been in the past five years. Mm-hmm. Starting over and, and, and reaching those women that's broken and hurting and shared a similar story as I did, um, that, that was my goal, helping other people that's in the same situation that, um, that I was in. Okay, and how hard was it for you to start over? After you got over that initial shock when he said that to you, did you know something was uh, wrong? I mean, did you know that there was something wrong? Um, there, there, there's always signs. And, um, I think for me, I ignored them and, um, I thought that, okay, well, I'm doing everything right. You know, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm going to school. You know, I thought I was perfect wife and I realized, you know, after the divorce that maybe I I could have worked on some things. But the starting over process for me was very hard because prior to me getting married at 21, I really didn't date. So mm. I got to start over in my mid-20s, you know, dating and learning people all over. And then I got to decide, okay, do I want this person around my kids? How long do I wait before I introduce them to my family? Just the whole process. I've never done that before, so it was definitely uh, hard for me. I can anticipate. I, I can see yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can Starting see all over again. Yeah, that's hard. It makes you, yeah. Yeah, so this is Will again. So at the end of the book, you have a relationship commitment contract for the readers to complete. Tell us, you know, how, how the contract came about and what, it, what it's all about. The relationship con- uh, contract, commitment contract, is basically um, – it's self-love, like, okay, I'm going to put me first. I'm going to love me. And it's really not about settling, but it's about making better choices when it comes to men mm-hmm. and relationships, 
period. Why is because this all about women? We, <sighs> why oh why is a book just... I mean, a lot of the things that you mentioned... Because men, it's from my perspective, but I, <laughs> I get that a lot from guys, yeah, but I, I'm not a man, so money. I can only speak from my perspective, but I think the principles and the things that I say in the book can apply to all. I have more men buying the book than women anyway. See? Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So so it's, it's like you were saying, it is... So it's basically for yourself. It's not for both people to sign. It's for the individual. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And and the principles, you can apply that whether you're a man or a female. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't change making sure that you pick the right person, looking at the red flags. Okay. Am I overlooking this person because they don't have this thing on this list that I'm ah. programmed to think that I'm supposed to have? Mm-hmm. So men have lists just like women have lists. We want a certain thing. And for me, I don't think nobody is going to meet 100% of everything on your mm-hmm. list. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be something that you say, okay, what what can I deal with? What can I work with this person on? And, and to me, the money aspect um, is not as important as other things. Mm-hmm. Now, it's important that you work and you provide and you're self-sufficient, but other things to me is um, more important. You can always build to those things. Yeah. Together. Because I had a list. Did you did you did you have a list? No, Patricia? but I'm thinking I'm gonna write me one though. You need to get rid of the list is what she's <laughs> telling you. Get rid of the list. I, I had a list. I think I need to did, write one to get rid did, of it because I never list, wrote it. Paul? No, I, I, yeah. I don't think I actually had a list. Um I just I don't know. I know do, I never had a list. Do you write the list because that's what you think you want out of life and then once you realize those things can hinder your life, you get rid of the list? So is that kind of what well, you're saying? Well, for me, because of, um, you know, you read the book. In Chapter 2, I talk about how me and my um, ex-husband got together, starting off young. We got married at 21. We didn't have anything, and everything we did have, we built together. So um, now that I have everything, I, in my head, I don't want someone, I don't want to rebuild something with someone because I have the things that I built before. Mm-hmm. So the list was, okay, I want to make sure, because my ex-husband was staying at home. I don't want someone staying at home. I don't want somebody with a roommate. You need to show me that you can be on your own, be independent, not need anyone, um, make a certain income, live on a certain side of town. And that's what I thought in my mind, that's what I needed. And so... um a lot of that stuff is important to some people, but for me, um, other things is important. Mm-hmm. No, I totally get So it. that's how the list came about because I was like, I don't want to go down that road again, and I don't want to make the same mistake I made before because I got married for love. And a lot of people may not get married for love. They get married, you know, for whatever reason that they get married for. But for me, um, because I build a lot of things and I'm working on my business and writing books and I'm more established than I was back at the age of 21, mm-hmm. I am looking at other things. Mm-hmm. No, I totally get so it. So that's what I thought I needed in my life at that time. <laughs> no, so I, to- I totally 100% um, get it. So out of the, out of all of the chapters, what I, what was your favorite chapter of the book? Um, I would say the favorite chapter is Am I Giving? Let me, um, it's chapter, it's chapter six. Am I Choosing and Giving to Mr. Wrong? Oh, I like that. And, why, and why so, for me, starting over because, you know, 
mid-20s, dating in Dallas, pretty big city. And so I'm like, okay, I done spent so much time with all these wrong guys, and they don't want a relationship, and it's just like we going to go with the flow. And I just, I was like, okay, well, why you just didn't tell me that before? Because I just wasted six months with you, and I could have been over here. But the one that wanted the relationship, I was like, uh-uh, he's too short, or he doesn't mm-hmm. look this certain type of way. Yeah. And I overlooked him. I dismissed him. But the one that had the look, the six, you know, the six-pack, yeah. and the the package that I thought that's what I needed at the time, yeah, that that's the one that, uh, didn't give me the commitment, and I just wasted so much time choosing Mr. Wrong. It's like, okay, I overlooked the uh, Mr. Right. He could have right. been, and yeah. it's too late now. It's yeah. like, I can't go back. <laughs> it's like, he'd have moved on and yeah. met yeah. someone else. So uh, I would say that that would be, you know, because time is something that you can't, you can't snatch yeah. that back. It's mm-hmm. something that you can't get back. Once it's gone, it's like, it's gone. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I think we've all looked over to yeah. Mr. Right, you know, and sometimes you get a second chance to find another Mr. Right. I was know. just telling my 21-year-old, you know, don't overlook the guys that's nice to you mm-hmm. and then go waste your time on the guys that's just like, hey, you want to go get a burger, but then you have somebody saying, hey, you want to go to the zoo, you want to go to a crane. You're like, no. You might want to give him a chance. So don't overlook them um, because of, I guess, what you think you want. You're going to miss out, and you can't go back and get them. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. you just want to open your eyes and give everybody a chance. Like we, everybody? Not everybody. Yeah. Oh. Not everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no. that, that's what, you know, guys. getting rid of the, the list is all about <laughs> right. is pretty much giving mm-hmm. a guy a, a real chance because the guys that I wouldn't normally give a chance to, that's who I, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to just see, you know, what this person is about because before – you know, as soon as I got divorced, I was just missing guys left and right because mm-hmm. I was like, uh-uh, you said something stupid. Like, uh, I ain't got yeah. that. You know, like, why would you say that? Like Is that. this what guys say so nowadays? Corny. It's yeah. like, uh-uh, yeah, my, that's, that's I, my nerves, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I was just dismissing them left and right. And I'm like, okay, well, guys, don't say stupid stuff, okay? We just we have to accept that, you know. But it took me a long time to get to that point, and now I was like, Okay, the one, the smooth talker and all of that. I want a, a nerd or, you know, the one that I wouldn't normally look at. That's who I'm, that's who I'm looking at so, right now. So let me ask you a question real quick. Somebody just submitted a question. So as referring to red flags, how do you acknowledge, like, the red flags? For me, I, I um, conversation. And for, I mean, you being a guy, guy a lot of that stuff you can just look at, um, Probably first couple conversations, you can find out what that person is looking for. If they say they just want to kick it, they just, you know, go with the flow. I just look at certain words that they use, and if we're not on the same page, I don't want to go with no flow. (laughs) And um, I don't want to just kick it. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm 35. I'm not trying to kick it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking for something serious, and if you're not looking for something, I can't make you look you know look mm-hmm. for the same thing i am i can't make you ready and i can't make you the one and if you say certain things that that's not even on my radar i'm not even gonna waste so my time you date with a purpose basically right yeah okay right. dating with a purpose okay uh, my question for you is what age group would you say this book is written for i would say the um 21 and up i got married at 21 i um got engaged I was, yeah, we were together a year before we got married. 
So if someone would have told me some things back then, I probably wouldn't even got married because I don't feel like at that time that I was ready. But, you know, so I would say um, 21 and up if you're looking at um, getting married and getting in a serious relationship and look at the different principles because you don't want to, like I said, end up with Mr. Wrong and spend a whole bunch of time with him and thinking, okay, I'm going to make him change his mind and make him the one. And uh, that ain't even the one for you. Hmm. Hmm. I got you on that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So in the title, you have that there are seven reasons for for why people are why women are successful and still single. But in the book, you actually have eight reasons. Can you tell us about the seven and then the bonus chapter that you included? The the last chapter is what do you really want? I added that because I have a lot of friends and because, you know, I've been through for counseling and I know these women and, you know, a lot of times people hide, you know, okay, I don't really want to tell her I want a friend with benefits, but around her because she's relationship minded, I'm going to be relationship minded around her, Mm. but your actions show something different. So just making sure that if you say you want a relationship that everything about you says that. Mm. And you don't take a guy home on the first night, you know. So I know women that I, I want a relationship, but when they're around other group of women, they're, you know, acting different. And so um, just making sure that whatever you say, that it lines up. With your actions. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's a good one. That is a good no, one. That's a really, really good one. Um, question. So what was the hardest part of writing this book? Um, did... Did you feel like uh, when you were writing this, because you give a lot of advice, you give a lot of tips, uh, what was the hardest part of putting it down and um, thinking people that people were supported and buy it? Well, I would say the hardest part for me writing a book, the dating story, to me, that, was, that wasn't hard. The hardest part was the intro, and like I mentioned earlier, is when my ex told me on that cruise, because that's how I started the story. The intro of the book is, you know, this is, I'm in this situation on my sixth year anniversary. He told me, you know, he hasn't been happy the past five years on our six year winter anniversary. Mm-hmm. And he only stayed with me because we got kids together. Sharing different parts of my life and knowing, okay, how much do I share? Mm-hmm. How much do I, you know, I would say that would be the hardest part. But the dating stories, that wasn't hard. But, yeah, sharing the marriage and reflecting and thinking back to that that moment, I would say uh, that was the hardest part. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, is, that is hard. Especially mm-hmm. you on vacation and we, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Yes, oh, uh, middle of I nowhere. plan. I want to throw him over and that boat. I plan a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> you say what? I said both, both people came, came back. back. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Okay. You, okay. Okay. And my question for you is, um, why do you think that successful people find it hard to date than others? I know a lot of successful men and women, and I would say they want that person to. Ma- you want someone to match your drive, your ambition, match the same thing you have, and you want this person on a certain level. And sometimes it's hard to find that person with the exact same everything that you have. And so you just, you putting your options of dating and meeting someone in the box because you, you put, you, you putting a limit on those people. And a lot of times I found being here in Dallas is that a lot of those guys either they want to date other races 
or they're already married, or they're just so busy, you know, they don't have time for no relationship. That's true. Okay. That's true, yeah. So, so where can our listeners go out and purchase your book? And are you go, do you have plans to continue writing? Yes. Um, I want to do a sequel of the book. Uh-huh. I got rid of my list, um, my stupid uh-huh. list, Now What? Um, I'm going to be working on that. You can purchase the book at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle. Okay. And also on my um, website at um, arthurtladams.com. What are your, your social media handles so that people can follow you? Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Arthur T. L. Adams. Awesome. Did you ladies have anything final to say to her? Um, I think she kind of answered for me. How do you feel as far as when you're dating someone? Do you Are you an energy person? And if you are an energy person, how would you control that when choosing um, someone to date? Like, are you a big believer in when they show you who they are, believe them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big believer in that, and we can't make people be something that they're not. And it's eventually going to come out. Yeah, I can worry with that. Let's hope not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for calling into the show. Um, we really appreciate it. And my assistant told me that you were really um, consistent in keeping in contact with her. She appreciates that, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you no so problem. much. Have a great All right. Yes. All right. All right. Good information. So did you guys, did y'all learn again? Well, I'm not This show single. is all for you two. You two. Really? Yeah, really? for ladies. That's why you invited us. And me? Nikki. Ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I got a lot of great information. I really like the part where she really, um, it's hard to put out something like that about yourself that was that's right. a lot i don't know if i could take that i don't know how i would come back from that being married to someone for six years and they tell me um i've been unhappy for five like yeah who would have came back me or you and i think it just would have been me um just the dating tips like but you know what sometimes and i think this really happened to my relationship i said i want it out when they really want it out too but they just didn't have the nobody was the nobody up. what is it neither one of us wants to be the first to say goodbye you never know if that's yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're unhappy, they could be unhappy as yeah. well. Right, they could yeah. be unhappy as well. Yeah. And you no, really don't know. So yeah. that's why I was saying previously that, you know, sometimes it's hard to have that conversation because you don't want to um, mm-hmm. be the bad guy. Yeah. You don't want to hurt that person. You know that it's going to hurt, like you said. It's going to Somebody's hurt somebody. Get hurt. You know what I mean? If but not both. Right, if not both. You know, I mean, there's a couple that I know that, they went their separate ways. They both were crying. You know what I mean? They knew it was the right thing to do, but they still loved each other. You know, they weren't in love with each other, but they still loved each other, and they went their separate ways. They knew it was the right thing to do, but they had a good feeling at the end. I think everybody always wants to go for that outcome, but it doesn't always happen that way. Mm-hmm. So I think that saying again is that no one wants to be the first to yeah, say goodbye. Get the goodbye because yeah. it's going to hurt. You know what I'm saying? And And... You know, it's right. going to hurt, but this too shall pass. This too shall pass. For me, right. we broke up in June 2015, and just until this week is when I really stopped hurting. I was even, with the new person, I was even, you know, like, am I being fair? Because I hadn't really, I didn't think that my feelings were gone. But I think one of the key things is when you can look at that person and imagine that with somebody else and you don't cry, you don't get hurt. Yeah. I even this week tried to set them up with somebody. <laughs> because it don't really bother me. That's your issue. <laughs> That's your <laughs> 
problem. Yeah. <laughs> Anymore. But before, you know, I was like, when I see them with somebody, am I going to break down? That was yeah. a sign that wasn't ready for me to move on. Right, right. But right now, all I want to do is I do want to see that person happy. Yeah. Right. So. You do. You, you really do. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. When you do see them, it's like they're closing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to take a quick break. I have a couple more hot topics that I want to discuss. But, man, our sound engineer is on it. Kavon Robinson. Isn't he amazing? He is a senior, too. We got to throw him a big party, y'all. Yes. Is it in May? It's um, December 16th. Really? Yeah. Wow. We got to do something for him. We got to do something for him. Well, my birthday's December 13th. What are you doing for me? Yeah. Uh Um, (laughs) So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Let's Face It. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. (laughs) My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hey, everybody. Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. 
Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. You are now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. During the commercial break, we were just making sure our ladies are all right because the show was, like I said, designed for all the ladies. <laughs> because we want, for 2018, we want you to love better. Yes, we do. In 2018. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. It exactly. was very therapeutic. Exactly. Yes, but, it was very therapeutic. With the holidays coming up, we have a letter who, who they want, for some reason, they want our advice on it. So I'm going to read it. Okay. It says, I got married six months ago. I have a seven-year-old son who is by another man. He takes great care of his son. For Thanksgiving every year, I go to my mom's house. My son's father always meets us there to eat dinner. This year, my husband told me to either tell my son's father that he cannot come to the dinner or neither my son or myself can go to my mother's for Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know what to do. How can I best handle the situation? Ooh, you want to go first? That's, mm-hmm. that's well, I, go, no, go ahead, honey. Well, I think that her husband sounds like, first of all, he's insecure. Because why would you break a family tradition? You know, and then it sounds like he's controlling as well. You're going to tell me that I cannot go to my mom's house, me or my son, who's not really your son anyway, Mm. um, that we can't go to my mom's house if my ex-husband comes. Um, And evidently, he doesn't understand the concept of having a blended family. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that that would be like a really big red fat flag for mm-hmm. me Bigger because he is being selfish and yeah. just thinking about himself. Um, I'm married to you. I'm not married to my ex-husband. But, again, we have a blended family. That's just like I was talking about previously mm-hmm. about my parents and their families. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everything just kept moving as it always did. Um, so I think that um, he has the issue, mm-hmm. not her. And I, if I were her, I would be going to dinner over to my mom's house where she's going to be on a struggle bus because, you know, they, he's putting her on a struggle yeah, bus right is. now because he's making her make a choice. And that's that's selfish unfair. and unfair, especially for her son. No, I totally agree with everything you said. I think it's trust issues, it's insecurities, it's uh, really you're trying to take something away from that child. Like, it, you're not even thinking about the child, let alone yourself. You're taking that away, the experience away from him. You're not even thinking how that's going to affect him later. So why are we now doing this? How he's going to feel about that? Um, and I think that is a big red flag. When somebody show you who they are, you better believe them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I just told you, I can't even believe that someone will even put you in the position of that. Especially you're creating a problem that's not there. You're creating an issue or a situation that's not even a to be a situation. Right. And then know? also I think for as far as her son is concerned, he's um he has he's building a wedge between them because mm-hmm. he's going to resent that yeah. guy mm-hmm. because you're saying that now my mom and I can't even go over to my grandmother's house um for Thanksgiving dinner because my dad's going to be there and then he's going to look at his probably mom's sideways as well like mom, what are you going to do? You're going to pick yeah. this man over me over over us. Over us? You know, so that's what I'm saying. And unfortunately, it's not her fault. She's, yeah. like, in the middle. That just screams nothing but insecurities, period. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that was what I was going to yeah. say, insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to deal with that is to continue. You don't, 
you don't allow someone's insecurities. Yeah. Right. Because if you do it now, you're going to continue doing yeah. it. Right. And everything he says, he you have so. to choose. He's going to look for you to make a choice. Exactly. So you got to. I, mm-hmm. I think you need to stand strong in what you believe in, what you know is right, and go with that. I think also initially that needs to be discussed in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, even people I meet now, they let I, my ex is a big part of my life. Now we're we're virtually best friends. We're still business owners. Mm-hmm. We don't have a vicious relationship. So the person I'm speaking to now, they know that. And they know that we speak often. We have dinner. I had dinner over their house last night. Mm-hmm. So they know that, you know, going forward, I don't need to hear this. This, yeah. this is not going to be an issue. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm really big on that. Like when my uh, daughter's father got married and we've been apart, she's 21. We've been apart for probably about 18 years. Yeah. When he first got married, he came over to my mom's house for me to tie his tie because we're friends. Yeah, you know, exactly. We're, we're family. Um, and why would someone not want that to happen? My daughter watched. It was a great thing for her to see that even though you're not with someone, you can still be exactly. cordial and family. So if my husband would have told me anything different, it would have been, been a problem. It would have been an issue. Yeah, and that's the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, it. You know, you you should be able to be cordial and friendly mm-hmm. to one another, even if you're married or going or dating someone else. You know, as long as you have that conversation and that understanding. Like, my husband's ex-wife, we've been married for, I got 30 years or whatever. Mm. But the thing of it is, is she still hates me. Wow. She hates you know herself. what I mean? She, You know what I mean? And it's it's crazy. I wonder why, though. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I just don't, I don't know. Why I don't understand it. Why people hold on to stuff or yeah. just can't like somebody for And I'm reason. cool. You know, I, I try to um, be, fr- be friends with her. Um you know, my daughter, which is her daughter, Lawrence, uh, and their daughter. But she's just a barber. She's just like my own kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, you know I never had children. But we're just that close. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That is my child. I, mm-hmm. You know, so, but I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm no longer going to try. Yeah. Um, but some people are just just yeah. that way. You know what I mean? You can't change them. I think she needs to have a sit down with him, like sit down face to face and, you know, get it done because that, you know, well, this She can do it after Thanksgiving. Because mm-hmm. I'll be at Thanksgiving at my mom's house. And you can come or not, or, or you can go to Golden Corral. Get back. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring you a plate. Yeah. So she, she probably has that, what we call that spirit of rejection. Yeah. And that could be the energy that mm-hmm. att- yeah, attracted yeah, him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I, if, as far as this young lady is concerned, I mean, if it were me, I would try to have a sit down because mm-hmm. it's probably her ex-husband is open since he's still going over to her mom's house. So I would just Now, this is providing the ex-husband is not still trying to get you. You know, not trying to get you, you're gonna be over there. He's gonna be trying to chase the cat and all that kind of stuff. See, now you're telling your own story. She did not put that in the letter. No, I'm just saying if the husband's gonna be over there, right? Is or, do they both say the relationship is over, or is he still trying to pursue her? Did she leave well, him and he still wants to be with her? Well, that she didn't and, put that in there. But right. maybe she should ask the current husband or the husband now, why? Why do you feel that? We, yeah. That I should right. go? Well, do you feel? With, do you feel the energy yeah. around him? Like, do you see something I don't see as a man? Mm-hmm. Please tell me why, and then I can tell you what I can do. But right. she need a why from him. Like, why do you feel that way? And he needs to be honest and tell her. You know, and then they need to just then they can make a decision. From and him. then if he feels uncomfortable, she needs to tell her ex, "Hey, He's Joe feels uncomfortable because you're doing this. Mm-hmm. So maybe you need to not do that." And she's not realizing it as well. You see what I mean? Because she may not know. Or so, make boundaries. We'll go from this time right. to this time. When we leave, you can come. 
something. I don't know. It wow. just depends on what's the backstory. I mean, the backstory. Right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. That's correct. True. Okay. Our last topic, which I talked about at the beginning of the hour, um, cuffing season. Mm. This is my like first time really hearing about. Nikki was talking about cuffing. Yeah, Nikki was talking. My publicist was talking about. She's a big. She's a big promoter of cuffing Cuffing season. (laughs) (laughs) She brought it up. She was on the creation committee. Cuffing (laughs) season. She brought it up. So, for those who do not know, the cuffing season is the season in which everyone is getting coupled up, usually around when the weather is beginning to change and it's getting cold outside. Now, this is what they said. They said cuffing season is an anxiety marathon. Many times you don't get to choose the hottest counterpart <laughs> and instead have to spring for whatever is most convenient. Oh, what's not? Your oh, best God. case scenario <laughs> is that the cuff is actually someone that you really want to build with, but mostly they're just a temporary emotional blanket for the cold temperature or a prescription for seasonal sex disorder. A lot of that is that. It is. Not with me. So, me either. Have you ever. Do you have to participate in cuffing season or what? You got to know if you trying to, if somebody's cuffing you for cuffing season. Exactly. So you have to know what's going on there. You don't no, say. No, men set out to do men it. They need somebody. Yeah. They need to go. It's, it's a little late now. Like I think like, trials are around like. Trials was around, okay. Around September, okay. Yeah. Late in the season. Of, that's yeah. a, that's me. When summer's ending, they like, oh, it's time to get that one. Yeah. Get over there. Oh, for real. Yeah, you yeah. got to plan a little early. That's, like, that's interesting. Oh, that is very interesting. Like, I, I didn't hope know I'm not being cuffed. I don't, they don't I, know. <laughs> cuff for Christmas. Mm. Yeah, 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 it probably is cuff for Christmas it's, so you can get a gift too. Uh-huh. That's like Valentine's Day, yeah. tax time, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Everybody, everybody cuffs around cuffed. that time. <laughs> Show them. That's funny. Oh my God! That's something. That's yeah. something. So, yeah, I, I'm not very familiar with that. With um, I don't know if I've ever been cuffed. I doubt it. Um, so they, it ends when it gets warm, mm-hmm. yeah. pretty much, and yeah. that's where everybody's free and just do whatever. Do whatever want. <laughs> so you're just back. gonna be booed up for um, with, November, with whoever, yeah. what it seems like, January. whatever's left, whatever's left. Yeah, and then after that, hmm. it's like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would rather be by myself. Yeah, I would rather be by myself than cuffed. Yeah, cuffing mm-hmm. season. That's um. Yeah. I missed all I would have liked to know who made that up. <laughs> Man, a lot of relationship experts talk about. They didn't yeah. see, nobody sent me an invitation to try out. It, but men it's do the most cuffing. Yeah, I'm sitting on the bench. But you said men. men do the most comfy. Cuffing. Cuffing. It's cuffing. Yeah, cuffing. I couldn't get my horse outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because most men don't cook and all of that stuff, so they want to be where it's warm. Uh, Somebody's gonna cook and. You know, lay up with you, watch. Do you women know they're being cuffed? Some of them do because, you know, they're. They ignore it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they can't find dates anyway. So. Oh, because the, they said. Oh. That's, oh See, that's why the that old face. lady told me that time. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. This old lady. Sad um, emoji. When I was in Connecticut, yeah. um, we took um, this uh, public transportation. We took the bus everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was running for the bus. And the old lady told me, she's like, baby, baby, stop running for that bus. I said, ma'am, she said, stop running for that bus because there's two things you don't run for. It's a man and a bus because there's always another one coming around the corner. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I Love never it. forgot yeah. that. Yeah. I was, I, I Get never that on the t-shirt. That. Yeah. I should get that. Yeah. Oh, you never heard that? Mm-mm. Yeah, she said, there's two things you never run for. It's a man and a bus because there's always another one coming around the corner. I never forgot that. I like Ooh, that. I like that. I like that. Okay, so real quickly, there, our last topic. Chris at Michelle. So, you know, oh, every man. since the... 
the Donald Trump thing when she sang for the, well, I think it was reported $750,000, but she said she needed. Yeah. Um, she's pretty much been blacklisted. Um, she was dropped by her record label. Um, and she said that this week that she came out that she's been, she had suicidal thoughts um, and she suffered a miscarriage mm-hmm. due to the, the stress of it all. Um, she said that she, people ask me how I'm so positive after all I've been through. When you're laying in bed naked next to a bottle of Bacardi and Xanax, when you wear your pajamas morning and night, when you don't pick up the phone for weeks, months, when you're afraid to look at social media, she said, I know I've sown positive seeds. I know I've lifted people. I know I've been part of a community community activations and black empowerment. When a community sticks the middle finger up at you and completely forgets everything that you've done for them, you're worthless. You just spent 10 years kicking your own A, to be there for everyone, and suddenly no one is there for you. She said, I don't need to be here. She was suicidal. And when you drink so much that you can't see clearly, and when your speech is so slurred that you just stop speaking, you hope you don't wake up. Uh, But her strength, she said, thing is, I know God. Um, He was kind enough to soften the blow. I promise you, I felt him cover me like a blanket. I told him I was out of control. I told him I was having thoughts about leaving and not finishing all he's called me to do. He listened. Therein, therein lied my therapy, dialogue with God. Call me crazy, but it's better than being dead. So my final question to you all is when things are down, when you feel like the world is against you, where do you go and find refuge? Where do you find your strength? My kids. I find my strength in my kids. I talk with them. Um, I've bent to a certain extent with them, um, and I just look at what I've done as a black mom, you know, daughter 21 in college, um, no kids, 16-year-old, very active in school, and my son is very intelligent. Um, what why, what else would bring me out of something that is so terrible? So it's really my kids for me. Mm. And that's just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Michelle, like That just totally broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. I know she made a decision. And people, sometimes people don't know what people got going on in their home. She made, needed that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said she needed it. sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people be like, oh, well, you could have did this and did that. Well, you're not living in her shoes. You don't know what she has going on. So why can't that be enough? Because mm-hmm. people out here every day doing stuff they don't want to. They just have behind their doors and they telling nobody. Mm-hmm. So that breaks my heart. I just have to say right. that. And, I, and what happened to the no judge zone? Even yeah. though I said what I said previously about, you know, when we were talking about Steve Harvey, um, she has a career. She has to pay bills just like everybody else. And when an opportunity not for her, she took it. Mm-hmm. Um, who are we to decide? Because we're not putting any food on her table. Mm-hmm. You know, how dare we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Put her. And evidently, buying her CDs because her, album, her, her right. label dropped her. And yeah. she's, a, she's an amazing she singer. Is. You she know is. what she I mean? I love, oh, I love her, yeah. Really, who's the devil in this? It's yeah. Donald Trump. You see what I mean? Because everything he's putting his hands on or people that he's coming in contact with, they're they're losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's being destroyed. So I feel bad for us. But, mm. again, who are, who are we to judge? I mean, the people that voted for Donald Trump wish they didn't vote for him now. Are we uh, yeah. trying to come after them and take food out their mouth? And, and right. hopefully next Tuesday, November the 6th, yes, people are going to vote. vote. Yeah, Not just the presidential vote. elections. We need to get right. pe- everyone aligned so when there are decisions that need to be made, they can right. make them we on our behalf. So I've been right. posting a lot. I normally don't get politically involved. You have to now. But, um, yeah, you have to now. And tell all your friends, you, you know, get to. out and vote. If they're registered, hopefully they're registered, yeah. but just get out and, get out and, and, vote. and, and vote. We got to take this back. Got to take the yeah. house back. I agree. We got to take everything back. <laughs> we got to take everything back because 
Things are bad. Yeah. Things are yeah, bad. Things are really, really bad. And Nikki, was, did you, I didn't listen to um, Raquita with the braids yet, but oh, she was saying, somebody else sent me the same thing. Did you yeah. find any validity, validity um, in it? I looked at several Should, sites. The blackout, yes. You heard about it? Yes, I have. Um, there is some talk about it. I see some of my media people are posting about it. I it's everywhere? The three-day blackout? Yeah. What is it? What is um, it's supposed to be some type of testing, but we're supposed to lose power to everything for three days. November the 4th. 4th through the... 6th or 7th. Yeah. Uh, like this November? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Let's see yeah. if that happens. But it's supposed to be in the whole country? Hmm. Oh, they're going to wow. they get, get us. They're going to get us. It's supposed to be in conjunction with something that was going on to couple with the Department of Defense. Um, I was right. reading about it on different sites. I'm like, okay. But you know what? Chef Jacoby, um, he put, ponders, oh. he put on uh, his um, Facebook, do you have enough food for three days? And, and I was like, yeah, is he quoting something? Oh, he no, did right say he that. Did, right. And I was like, that's, that's it. about. Yeah. Okay. Well, let yeah. me go and stock up my food. Yeah, she's going off about Man. it. It's true. It is. I was researching it earlier. Oh, you're up there. Damn, oh, it's going wow, I'm so glad y'all told me about that. Do you think it's likely to happen? I don't know. Some of the people that are involved with Imagine this the thing whole country being could wiped be out. True. Right. You it's going to be a mess. You just never know. So you never know, but that's just like that. Remember they had this whole big thing, had us taking our money out the bank for that Y2K, Y2K. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then a day happened, nothing happened. I was like, you know, they were just Y2K-ing it to death. And um, she quit up, whatever her name is. Uh-huh, with the braids. And who told her? (laughs) And why would they go tell her and not us? Yeah, my girlfriend Lisa. My friend Lisa (laughs) called me at work all in a panic telling me about this thing. And I was all nervous. I was like, what are you talking about? Did you want to play it? I'm trying to play it. It's the signal. We have a... But you got to hold it up to me. Is this the same one? No, we fenced it, though. She said we fenced you. And then they going to do it when it's cold outside. Okay, y'all, listen. This is some real shit. Like, hold on. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little graphic. I've shown, uh, is the graphic throughout? Um, I'm coming to let y'all know. Um, hey, how you doing? Hey. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. Hey. Um, I'm Chantel's hey. sister. And I'm coming to let y'all, hey, how everybody doing? Hey, girl, go ahead. Um, I'm coming to let y'all know that the Department of Defense, our military, has um, not issued a warning, but they've issued an official statement. And they actually did a press conference on it. Um, November 4th through the 6th, it will be an EMP. That's an electronic magnetic pulse, you guys. Okay? Thank you. That's, again, November 4th. Now, the government says it will only be two days. But November 4th through the 6th, there will be an electronic magnetic pulse going through the entire continent of North America. Like okay. Geostorm. If like the movie Geostorm, okay? Yeah. Now, in real life, I'm not lying to y'all. The reason why they didn't bring it to mainstream media, and this is not me saying this. This is a quote. The reason why they didn't bring it to mainstream media or the media that you watch every day, ABC, CBS, NBC, 
uh, MSN, uh, MSNBC, all of that. The reason why they did not tell everybody that it was going to be an electronic magnetic pause being conducted as a drill November 4th through the 6th is because they didn't want to incite panic. But with them not telling us that it's going to be an uh, uh, EMP, you guys, there's no way to prepare. I'm letting y'all know, and I know I might sound like a wide-eyed conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to let everybody know so they can let everybody know. This is true, and if y'all okay, really if don't you want to leave her, go y'all to the need department to be on YouTube watching the video. Don't even go to YouTube. Go to the Department of Defense's website, and they will tell you that they're doing an electronic magnetic pulse. That means there will be a very huge blackout. And when I say blackout, November 4th, November 4th through the 6th, when I Listen. say blackout, when I say blackout, I don't mean um, you just won't have electricity in your house. I mean anything that has electrical current going through it will not work. Your cars will not work. Your cell phones won't work. Your landlines won't work. Your Share TVs this video, won't work. please. Share the video so people know that it's going to happen. Listen, please, it's going please, to happen. Please. So go to the stores now because you're not going to be able to go. Okay, and this is on the Department of Defense's website. Okay, this is how much they really care about Americans. They don't even let us know that it's going to happen. Okay. They are saying it's so a drill, and it's awfully happen. funny. Okay, so. But when I Google this, there are some other media outlets, news-wise. I just don't understand how they don't think that with all this going on. How do, why? Why? No. Why are they doing They don't want to panic. Yeah. What, so they're just going to surprise us. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not we're gonna be cool then. Yeah. No. Okay. So we don't have to go to work for three days. <laughs> so depends we, on where you work. I know some jobs you still going to work. They don't want us to panic before to bother them, but the after panic is gonna exactly. be going crazy. Exactly. Where they can't get in touch with them exactly. to panic. I think that's very ignorant. Okay. All right. I don't know how true it is. Yeah, yeah. we don't even know how true it is. Okay. Just the thought of it that well, it's going around just crazy. Nonsense. Yeah. What? Well, Ladies, I want to thank you so much. Share your information for how people can still stay in contact with you. Oh, well, you guys in, in know, your store. Y'all can follow me, um, Patricia Roundtree with no D, or follow me at Risk Contour, C O N T O U R. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can follow me at Patricia Fashion Stylist. So if you put in Patricia, you're going to find me somewhere around there. Or always a lady with a Z. All right. Always you? a lady. Do you have any? Do you want to share yours? Okay. All right. And so, Nikki, anybody looking for a good publicist in Hampton Roads, make sure that you look for Nikki. Nikki, do, what, do you have contact information? What's yours? Nikki Curry, you guys. Nikki Curry Media. Nikki Curry Media.com? Mm-hmm. Dot com. She's good. I can vouch for it. Yeah, Alright, everybody, we're running out of battery, so we have to yes, go. So go. until next week, everybody, everybody be blessed. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Please be sure to visit us on the web at letsfaceitradio.com and at Let's Face It Radio on Facebook for the latest in show information and exciting, innovating ways that you can be a part of the show. So tune in next week, same place, same time, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? 
Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. 